I have come here to chew bubblegum and kick ass. And I'm all out of bubblegum. There are, of course, those who do not want us to speak. Greed, deception, abuse of power, that's no plan. They, they just gatekeep knowledge, you know? They're, they're to total masters of deception. They manipulate everything. You know, these, these pricks at the hell that lie to us. It's... I did not have sexual relations with that woman, Miss Lewinsky. I never told anybody to lie, not a single time, never. These allegations are false, and I need to go back to work for the American people. They're, they're setting it up for the Great Deception. Yeah, yeah I mean, it, it all revolves around the Great Deception. Yeah, right? it, bingo. And L.A. and I talked about that. I said, L.A., is this the Great Deception? And he didn't hesitate. He said, absolutely. I never used to question before, and now I question everything. Well, we are opposed around the world by a monolithic and ruthless conspiracy that relies primarily on covet means for expanding its sphere of influence, on infiltration instead of invasion, on subversion instead of elections, on intimidation instead of free choice, on guerrillas by night instead of armies by day. The world needs a wake-up call. Welcome to the Great Deception Podcast. I'm your host, Matt. Thanks for joining me. Welcome back, guys. This is going to be round two of the Never Forget Clip Show. So if you remember uh, the last show we did on the actual GDP feed was the news clip show with the indoctrination, the propaganda, a little bit of everything. Right. And and that's this is kind of my my will and testament to the nonsense that went on over the last few years and to record it, to show people how ridiculous some of this was when you take a step back and you're not in the heat of the moment. And that's key now, because <laughs> more now than ever, we need to bring people together. Because the division has to stop. It's the only way we're going to get anything solved. And it seems like every week, almost daily now, there's a new new tool for division. So we got to stay vigilant. We have to stay sharp and just see it. You And this is my acknowledging it, right? And I, we went through it. We all saw this at the time. But this is also my objection to it, right? I, I did not, I do not comply. I do not agree with any of this. So this is my case to say, no, this isn't how things go. Okay, so let's do a little housekeeping first. Guys, if you can, please share, like, leave a review on Apple. Um, and, and you can leave uh, notes now in Spotify also, which is kind of cool. So if we start getting some collection of responses on the shows, I may end up doing a little show about those. 
So if you want to leave a review, feel free. I do read them. Um, <clears throat> we had a couple reviews this week. We had very good podcast. I like the different range of topics from Hank James 69. And then we have uh, so glad I found these guys. I finally look forward to Mondays. Obviously, a f- fan of the Monday Night Master Debaters, which we do every week from chat go t so thank you guys for leaving those reviews it means a lot it helps the show it gets us in the algorithm so more people can listen and that's the name of the game here right we're not getting rich off this show we just want to get it out there so people can hear it so um the other thing patreon october 20th will be our patron zoom call so anybody that wants to hop on and join us go to patreon.com slash the great deception podcast and we have three tiers out there join any of the tiers and you are on board uh we had three new members or four new members this month uh since last time and that's dignified rachel Jarrett, and demont guys thank you so much it really means a lot And uh, what you get over there on the Patreon is all the Monday Night Masturbator video episodes, all the video episodes of this podcast that I put out. If not, you'll get the audio feed also. Um, I post books. I got about 60 books out there right now. Um, Most of them are pre-1900, but I like to put some other stuff out there. Um, as well and there will be some pictures every now and then and and depending on what people want to see on the patreon is kind of what we give them but guys it's a great little community over there the zoom calls are a lot of fun get uh, a bunch of different people every time and hope to get more and more on that because that's a lot of fun too and that's why we do this show to bring people together to talk and the patreon call is not recorded it's not released it's just us talking and we talk about a variety of stuff from life, everyday life, how everybody's doing to conspiracies, to current events, to politics, to um, history, everything. It's, it's a lot of fun. So if you want to hop on, like I said, patreon.com slash the great deception podcast. And with that said, let's get this show underway. This is a public service announcement. Fellow Americans, it is with the utmost pride and sincerity that I present this recording as a living testament and recollection of history in the making during our generation. A living history for our generation. Because, guys, what we went through over the last few years was madness. It was tyranny at its finest. It was lies and mistruth as they like to say. And, you know, now that it's quote unquote over and we can sit back and we're starting to get some results, we can start to unravel this spider web of the the COVID era, I guess you would call it. It was the 2020 to 2023 time. And what a wild damn time it was. <laughs> I mean, we went from... uh you know, us blowing up an Iranian general to next thing you knew, people were falling in China. And then next thing you knew, we were all locked down. And from there, it went wild. And and kind of 
this here, this COVID response is is comical. I mean, they they came up with everything. Notice how the color scheme is much like the Agenda 2030 color scheme in the UN and all that. Those great groups that are just out to benefit us. Now, what I put here is just kind of a couple things that made me laugh from it. And I don't know if you guys remember it, but there was this meme with Will Ferrell with this rather obese lady here with an I can't breathe t-shirt, but she's got a mask on her face. And and the best part was the Will Ferrell meme, meme was, you know, she in response to I can't breathe, he's like, unbutton your pants. <laughs> oh, but it, 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 it was just crazy, all of it. You know, it was so dystopian, so backwards. It followed no logic whatsoever. Like this, I mean, and I love this one, you know, with the the Asians' affinity for the uh, heavily melanated. I found the black, not black lives matter, black life matter (laughs) t-shirt on this guy with the I can't breathe mask. It just, you got to laugh at some of this stuff, guys, because... It, it, it's crazy, but you can't forget. And that's that's the important part. And that's why I want to put this together. We can't forget how crazy it was. But at the same time, we're all humans. We all make mistakes and we're all in this together. So we have to move on. We don't have to forget. Eventually, we're going to have to forgive and just move on with it. But Understand that these people still should be held responsible for what's been done, knowing, though, wholeheartedly that nothing's going to happen, as as is the case with all this stuff. But I found this video very important, so let's give this a listen right here. It's not us versus them. It's not the awake versus the sheep. It's not the unvaxxed versus the vaxxed, or this gender versus that gender, or this country versus that country, or blacks versus whites, or this faith versus that faith. It's all of us. It's only a difference in circumstances and information received that gives us our perceptions. So we can't judge someone who doesn't think like us simply because we don't know their story or understand their purpose. I'm not gonna let a corrupt politician, a news anchor, a controlled celebrity, or a mad scientist tell me otherwise. I don't answer to these people. I answer to God. We're all in this together, except child traffickers, pedophiles, rapists, tyrants, the murderers, and anyone supporting this new world order trash agenda. Their days are coming to an end, and we will find unity again. My name is Jim. And I like what he did there, right? He's he's it's a very important point. Right? It's not us versus them. That's what they, and I use that term in quotes, want division. It's easier to control people when they're divided. We have a lot more in common than. It, it, and and watch here. In a few years, you may have Black Lives Matter and MAGA joining together to fight against the government because both groups are going to be oppressed by the government because they're eventually going to realize that the real enemy is the government. It's not each other. It's not the people. It's not the people of Iran. It's the Iranian government. It's not the people of Ukraine. It's the corrupt government of Ukraine. Right. And, and and unfortunately, it's the people who pay the price. And that's what happened during this exercise. It was the people who paid the price. Now, you remember how this started? We, you know, we saw the, the, the Chinese people fainting. Then you saw these lockdowns coming. 
right? Where they were soldering doors and, and barring people's doors so they couldn't get out. Like just real dystopian, nightmarish type scenes. These guys in white suits, right? These all hazmat types. And they would just come and they'd either take people away, they'd lock them in their house. So it was really, really strange. But as we got into this, right, we we're told to trust the science and all that happy stuff. Well, I, I want to give a little background to this because the same scientists that we're supposed to trust, right? There's these same companies that are supposedly altruistic. Let's, let's listen in on how, how helpful they really are. In a combination civil and criminal settlement, Pfizer has agreed to pay $2.3 billion, the largest healthcare fraud settlement in the history of the Department of Justice. Uh, within that $2.3 billion is a criminal fine of $1.195 billion, which makes it the largest criminal fine in history. Public health may be at risk, and there's a real danger for patients that the medical providers who prescribed the medicine or the device aren't provided with, don't have full information about the drug's risks and benefits. They didn't just implicate Pfizer. They actually identified and charged the senior managers who were responsible for the fraud. How about that? Pfizer, $2.3 billion fine. 1.9 cr billion criminal fine, right? Think about that. And that's from 2009. The same company that we're supposed to trust wholeheartedly <clears throat> and just act like, yep, this is okay. This is how things are, right? Come on. Now let's get into quickly definitions, law. What is a mandate? Because remember, they put these mandates out there on us, or tried to. Story time, and today's word is mandate. Let's see what it says. And because we are civilians, we'll be reading from civil law. Mandate, civil law, a written command given by a principal to an agent, specifically a commission or contract by which one person, the mandator, requests someone, the mandatory, to perform some services gratuitously, the mission becoming effective when the mandatory agrees. There's the key word, contract. Contracts take two people to agree. But let's go look up gratuitous. Gratuitous. Done or performed without obligation to do so given without consideration in circumstances that do not otherwise impose a duty done unnecessarily in conclusion mandates are not laws and that was one of the big disagreements and arguments i got in with people uh, about masks right they were mandates they weren't laws you couldn't arrest me because I refused to wear a mask. You could deny me service, which is very tyrannical of you. But at the same time, it's within your right, I guess. So it is what it is. But that's that's the thing with these mandates. And I tried telling people, I'm like, listen, a mandate is just a suggestion. It has no power. The, the, the only power that it has is what you give to it. And that's what we have to remember next time. If you just say no... The mandate has no power. It's a request. You can accept or you can deny the request. 
And many people mistaken mandate with law, with what you, you must do or you, there is consequences. There's none with a mandate. Now, let's get back to the madness. Remember this, the plastic hugs. How disgusting is this? That you had elderly people in these plastic bubbles that couldn't have physical contact with their loved ones. They had to hug them through a garbage bag. Put your hands in there. Just look at this. Absolutely heartbreaking. That this is what people felt and what was required of some people. Right? I mean, you went to old folks' home. You couldn't even go see some people. I know people in the hospital that had babies and and not every both the parents could be there with it. It's it's just disgusting stuff. It was all about control. It was all about power, money. <laughs> he, he had to have fun with it, right? Because there was a lot of craziness. Now, remember, remember this famous clip? So that you don't touch other people's tennis balls um, with your hands. You can kick their balls, but you can't touch them. This is how stupid they think we were. You can kick their balls, but you can't touch them. Right? This is how elementary they treated us. All right. Now let's look at the deception because this happened on multiple occasions. Here we go. First hand. Why don't you trust mainstream media? Um, this is why. New York Post COVID surge swallowing people in India. Footage shows dead people in the streets. I mean, a very sad, very sad image, right? Except. The footage is from a gas leak in 2020. Hmm. Here it is on YouTube. Gas leak at LG plant in India puts hundreds in hospital. Same woman, same footage. So of course they got called out for lying and they replaced the footage with funeral pyres, but didn't replace the headline. This is supposed to be footage showing people dead in the streets. I saw no people dead in the streets. Why would they need to use old footage? I mean, if this is the truth, if this is the news, if this is truly what is happening in India right now, why would they need to use footage from 2020? And then the footage they replace it with is not what they claimed it was. And at the very, 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 very bottom, they say it was an error. Right? Misinformation. Our, our page would be taken down for stuff like this, be demonetized for things like this. And the mainstream media just would put a little side note at the bottom, this was an error. And most of the time, they wouldn't even admit it was an error. And and they, this wasn't the only time. I remember there was another famous one about the emergency rooms being full. And there was a photo of just this chaotic emergency room. And it was a rehashed photo from an earlier time. Earlier time. You know, I mean, and then it's just, it's something the news, mainstream news does far too often. Why? Why do you need to fabricate this stuff if it really happens? And that's what my main issue is with all this. Okay. So it got so ridiculous. Remember this guy? There's a guy who went on a plane and he had women's panties as his mask. All right. Let's listen to his rationale. There's nothing more absurd than A, having to wear a mask till I get to cruising altitude so that I can order Tito's by the double and snack on pretzels and illustrating that absurdity by wearing women's underwear on my face sounds perfect. Shortly after Jenny left, other passengers started to speak up. Did he just get kicked off for wearing a mask? This man then chose to leave the flight as well. I'm out of here. Forget me. I'm out of here. Jenny says several passengers ended up getting off the plane to support him. Thank you to them. 
because they saw something, an injustice, something that didn't make sense, and they stood up. Afterwards, Jenny received this email from United Airlines saying he's now banned from United Flights until his case has been reviewed by the Passenger Incident Review Committee. Jenny says he still feels like he was in the right. Your rights end where mine begin. And you don't get to tell me how I conduct myself. Yeah, true. But this is just the madness of it. And, and I, it was nice to see in that clip that other people hopped on board. And that's what it took, guys. A lot of the time, it just took one person. I remember I'd go into the grocery store with no mask. And all of a sudden, I'd walk by people and see them, you know, drop their mask or at least pull it below their nose so they could breathe some fresh air. So, guys, it, it, we have to just resist. And this this is a great satire here. And it says, racist Trump. Uh, racist Trumpies refuse to wear the mask. And it's this very liberal looking gentleman with a mask on walking through the store. So I'm in H&M and of course people are not wearing their masks. Of course it's these racist skinhead Trump supporters right here. Look at them. And it's just the mannequin. Unbelievable. They just want to kill everybody. Have you not heard of the Delta variant? I'm getting out of here and I'm calling the cops. But... As satirical and crazy as that sounds, that was reality for a lot of people. People turned into little police officers, little Gestapo enforcers. I'm gonna I'm gonna tell on them because they weren't wearing a mask. They're putting my health at risk. No, you're putting your health at risk by the poison you consume, the lack of exercise and sun that you get. A mask isn't gonna save you from the most deadliest virus in the world, and we'll get that in a little minute. But some more of the craziness. Look at this. This dude has a five-gallon plastic jug on his head at the checkout at the grocery store. Madness. Lady has a sponge taped to her face. Then has a tarp. Got her groceries all tarped up. He's taking scuba gear. Got an unemployed rice cart with a plastic bag over his Probably not the best position. A morbidly obese man. Jugs on their head, horse head, dragon head. This is just, this is epic, man. Epic. Now, what? And and one of the reasons why I brought up the mandates before is because when you realize how they created some of these mandates, and you're going to be outraged. Because this right here is Mandy Cohen, who at the time was the current CDC director, talking and laughing about how she made policy decisions during COVID, right? This is how they made policy decisions for the deadliest virus in the history. Her approach, she would ask friends, well, what are we planning to do? And they would casually agree on some policy on the phone, okay? This is reality. This is how the people, the quote unquote leadership, this is why you have to not put these people on a pedestal. Understand they are just like us and sometimes a lot dumber. Listen to Mandy. Probably the person I called most was the Secretary of Health and Human Services in Massachusetts. 
she worked for a Republican governor just to, um, but you know, when she was like, are you, are you gonna let them have professional um, uh, football? And I was like, nope. And she's like, okay, neither are we, neither are we. Uh, <laughs> so, um, so uh, you know, it was like conversations like that. So, or, or I'd be like, so when are you gonna think about lightening up a mess? They're like, so you're like, next Monday. I'm like, okay, next Monday. <laughs> right, this is real leadership. She's laughing about this. About how they treat this. When are you gonna when are you gonna let the slaves take the masks off? Next Monday? Okay, I'll do it too. My slaves can take theirs off too. It had nothing to do with health, guys. It was all about compliance, control, and transfer of wealth. I'm gonna say this a million times because it's just asinine. It's stuff like this. Chief, cover your face. Please, man. Before you come here and crowd my space. You are what we call a super spreader. Don't do that. Open some windows, please, Chief. Cover your face. Before you come here and crowd my space, so what we call a super spreader. Don't do that. Cover your face. Before you come here and crowd my space, so what we call a super spreader. Don't do that. Don't be a super spreader. Hashtag don't be a super spreader, right? Remember that term, super spreader? We'll get to that in a minute here, too. Because that was one of the many terms that came out during this. Super spreaders, right? Whenever it was an anti-lockdown um, or anti-mask or anti-vaccine protest, it was a super spreader. But amazingly, during the BLM riots, the Antifa riots, no super spreaders there. Trump rallies deemed super spreaders. It was, it, it's so, it was so obvious and so many people didn't see it. So let's look at this when it comes to, remember your masks, right? Okay, let's see. Let's for look smoke, at the different one. we use this mask. For painting, we use this mask. For mining, we use this mask. For pesticides, we use this mask. For radioactive, we use this mask. But for the deadliest virus in history, we use this mask. Now, mind you, all of those had some sort of filtration device. They were sealed directly to your head. They were heavy duty, and in and and for the deadliest virus in history, a paper cloth would do. That's it. Paper cloth that didn't fit snug to your face, that you would touch constantly. But as long as you had it on, you were safe, and you were protecting others, which was even more important, right? Okay, let's look at some of the guidelines. Nonsense. Of it. Okay, so it says uh, fully vaxxed people don't have to wear masks inside, except in crowded indoor settings like buses, planes, hospitals. You can go maskless at schools, works, and other venues, unless masks are required by federal, state, local, tribal, or territorial laws. Right? Like, it was such nonsense. Like, at restaurants, you, you, you could wear it sitting down, or you didn't have to wear it sitting down, but as soon as you stood up, you had, like, guys, this isn't logical. And this guy's going to talk about that a little bit more. Wear the mask on the plane is so funny because you take the food off and eat. Yes, they serve food. It's not like they're. It's not like it's someone snuck food on. They give you food. They Boy. say. They say everyone has to wear a mask, and then they give you water. How do you want me to drink this no, water? Fucking idiots. They give out food all at once. So everyone's so eating. Everyone and at everyone Which for is a, okay for a ten minute period. Everyone takes their mask. So for those ten minutes, COVID doesn't exist. When we were in Nashville. We were at the bars hanging out at eleven o'clock. 
They shut the bar down because you don't get, you're hanging on the bar till 11. No, well, COVID comes out at 11.03. No, 11.01. No, it's like, no, no, it's 11.03. So they give you time to get out of the door. Right. It's almost like, and then, yeah, it's like the mist. So indoors, COVID starts at 11.03. Outdoors, 11.03, no COVID. Yeah. You didn't know that? Do you not like to meet the person that made that rule? Because you say, are you fucking dumb? Why do you breathe my oxygen? You're the dumbest fucking human being ever. It's so true. Like you, and you could dine outdoors under a tent, but not indoors. There's plexiglass at checkouts, but they still touched every single one of your groceries with their hands. (laughs) It's just, it's so asinine, guys. Listen to this guy. So now it's illegal to see our relatives in groups of six or more, but I can go to work with whoever I want. I think it's time to start a family business. And Monday morning, I'm called a staff meeting. Right? That was the that was the logic behind this. <laughs> you couldn't get together as a family, but you could go to work. It, 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 just none of it made sense. And now the coup de grace. This is when it reached peak insanity, and I, I didn't think it could get much crazier, but it, it kept going. In January of 2021, China's zero-tolerance COVID tactics now include, drumroll please, anal swabs. Remember that? Let's listen in here. Tiffany Meyer. China is once again coming under fire for using an invasive virus test method on foreigners, this time with Japanese citizens. Japan is asking China to stop using the anal swab method to test Japanese citizens for the CCP virus. But authorities said Monday they haven't gotten a response. According to Chief Cabinet Secretary Katsunobu Kato, a number of Japanese citizens currently in China reported receiving the tests to the embassy. They say the procedure causes psychological harm. It's unclear how many Japanese citizens were affected. Chinese officials faced similar backlash recently after using the same tests on U.S. diplomats stationed in China. The U.S. State Department told the Epoch Times that Chinese authorities later claimed the tests were performed in error. Though last week, China's foreign ministry denied that U.S. officials had been required to take the test. So 50 of Biden members of Biden's team were subjected to anal penetration on one or more occasions from China, Chinese Communist Party doctors. China promises to stop. <laughs> oh, what, what kind of world are we living in? And what kind of person would agree to, you know, I might be sick, so you can, yeah, swab my ass. I'll bend over and let you stick that inside me to test for the flu. And notice, what did she call it? She called it the CCP virus. Very interesting. I've never heard uh, never heard that before. China. But yeah, and then there was this guy who would, who would give you the demonstration also of, of how to uh, perform an anal swab on a dummy. We're not going to bore you with that. But yeah, remember that the anal swabs gotta gotta love that. So why were they doing that? Because this stupid PCR test was what they were going using to detect whether or not you had the world's deadliest virus because you might not know you have it. It's so deadly. You might not even know. So you had to get tested. (laughs) 
or so they said. And the test itself was a scam. Okay, as we'll see here, let's listen in. Dr. Kerry Mullis was awarded the Nobel Prize for his invention of the polymers chain reaction, the PCR. The PCR is a method of analysis and wasn't designed to test for a virus. Mullis explains why. And with PCR, if you do it well, you can find almost anything in anybody. It starts making you believe in the sort of Buddhist notion that everything is contained in everything else, right? I mean, because if you can amplify one single molecule up to, a, to something that you can really measure, which PCR can do, then there's just very few molecules that you don't have at least one single one of them in your body, okay? So that could be thought of as a misuse of it just to, to claim that it's meaningful. The PCR test can potentially find anything you are looking for, depending on how high you turn it up. And this is exactly what has been done. The official protocol given for the PCR testing of COVID-19 created a floodgate of false positives to skew the results. False they call it asymptomatic because it's a lie. These people don't have symptoms because they don't have COVID-19. They do it today because they've done it in the past and always gotten away with it. 30 years ago, Anthony Fauci, head of the NIH, made a name for himself by pushing for higher doses of the deadly drug AZT, an old cancer chemotherapy too dangerous for approval, onto AIDS patients. Kerry Mullis was hired to measure HIV in people's blood samples with his PCR. He was working under the premise that HIV was the probable cause of AIDS. But when he went looking for the proof, he found there was none. They just made it up. What is that paper? Who do I go to for that? And I looked around, I asked a couple of virologists at that company, and they said, no, you don't have to reference. I said, I have to reference that because I, I don't know where that came from. How do I know that? And it turned out that nobody knew it. And I was getting really freaked about that. That's when I first started saying, they don't know. Nobody really knows. This whole thing is a big sham. Mullis pointed out how the CDC was losing money and how the HIV AIDS connection brought their profits back in the black and how the men at the highest levels were all in on it. Kerry Mullis knew these men were dangerous. They don't want people like me walking up and asking them those kind of questions and they're willing to like go to great lengths to prevent that. They're out on a limb. I wouldn't want to be there with them. But he was still outspoken. When ABC's Nightline approached him about doing a documentary on his work, Mullis convinced them to cover the HIV debate after nearly a decade of ignoring it. In a 1994 interview with Celia Farber for Spin Magazine, Kerry Mullis expressed... Well, there you have it. The PCR test, they could get any result they wanted. They were they had it at a significantly too high of a rate, which was causing false positives, a.k.a. the term asymptomatic, which means nothing. Nothing at all. It's bullshit. So what did they do during this time? They were attacking churches. They locked gyms up. They locked beaches up. And let's check out uh, the insanity of that. Listen to what they did to this guy and his church members. I get a letter from the city prosecutor in Pasadena, now from Sacramento, saying that you're violating the health code, CDC requirement, and uh, governor's orders. We will arrest you. We'll put you in jail for one year. 
we will fine your church members $1,000 per person. Then the last paragraph is what shocked me. We reserve the right to arrest your church members. And I'm thinking to myself, these are law-abiding, tax-paying citizens who just want to worship Jesus. And they want to arrest them, and they're letting prisoners out because of COVID crowdedness, because Newsom was letting rapists out, criminals out, drug pushers out, and, um, and yet they want to arrest us. We have come to what Isaiah 5.20 says, woe to those who call evil good, good evil, darkness light, light darkness. So we're the bad guys because we're meeting during COVID. Right? Church, you couldn't get together with your church. And if you did, you were they were threatened with arrest and a year detention in addition to a $1,000 fine for simply just wanting to go worship. Whatever happened to freedom of choice, guys? You really think you're free when they pull this shit? How about this with this guy at the gym? Years ago today um, of you being arrested, literally handcuffed right outside of your gym. And the man that ordered that arrest, Nathan Fletcher, he's now in rehab. Um, what are your thoughts on that? Well, you know, the, the whole idea of locking down uh, the, the county, closing churches, closing schools, wanting people to wear masks, advocating businesses to get all their employees vaccinated, that sounds a little mentally ill to me. So I have to ask the question, was Nathan Fletcher actually mentally capable back in 2020 when he's making these decisions? And to cascade that, you know, I have to wonder about every governor or every one who actually backed these going right up to Gavin Newsom, right to Joe Biden. Right? Why do these people not have to pay for their actions? People say, oh, they did it in the best interest. They didn't, they were, they were just trying to protect. No, they weren't. This is not protecting right here. Look at this. This is a beach in California. Beach is closed for general use. Yeah, you heard that right. They were kicking people off the beaches. You were not allowed to be on a chair or on a blanket, only for exercise. And this was actually a beach that was open. The rest were shut down. Yeah, most you couldn't even exercise. I remember in the last show, I showed the clip of the guy that set up the uh, dummy fisherman and those three cops went out to arrest him looking like total assholes because that's what they are. For any any cop that enforced that, shame on you. You're, you're part of the problem, right? And let's look at this. Restaurants, right? We talked about indoor versus outdoor, mask versus no mask, essential versus non-essential. Look at this insanity here. We are outside of the Pineapple Hill Saloon today in Los Angeles, California, where the owner went viral because she was talking about outdoor dining, where there was a film crew right over here eating outside, but she's not allowed to have outdoor diners at her restaurant. She's losing her livelihood because of the stupid regulation in California. There's CNN, by the way. I did an interview with them. And now here's the outdoor dining that they have. Where you have homeless people eating outside with no masks. What? Right? It was okay. Okay for them. But you couldn't have people come pay to eat there. To, so you could keep your restaurant open. I mean, this was so blatant, guys. It, they went after the small businesses. It was the largest transfer of wealth in human history. 
They acquired two thirds of the world's wealth during this period. And they did it in such a genius way that they got people like this. This this woman here is actually protesting her freedom. Saying, mask me, make me, you know, govern me harder, daddy, essentially. Listen to this. Reinstate the mask Reinstate the mask mandate. Not I'll wear it if I think it's right for me. No. If I'm I want to wear it, everyone has to wear it. It's the right thing to do. You're saving other people. I mean, come on. This is such nonsense. These people are mentally ill. Right? And this woman nails it here with this little satire. It's for the greater good. And again, guys, if you don't check out the chan- the Instagram channel unveil.truth, go check out her page. It's great. Great political stuff there, but check this out. It's for the greater good. Remember this. We need you to stay in your home for a couple weeks. It's for the greater good. We need you to close your business just for a short time. It's for the greater good. We need you to stay home just a little bit longer than two weeks. It's it's for the greater good. We need you to wear this on your face. It's It's for the greater good. We need you to wear two of these on your face. It's for the greater good. We need you to inject this into your body. It's for the greater good. We need you to spend the holidays alone. It's for the greater good. You must inject this into your body if you want to feed your family. It's for the greater good. We need you to stop eating that. It's not good for the environment. It's for the greater good. We need you to stop driving your car and flying. It's for the greater good. We need you to stop heating your home so often. It's for the greater good. We need you to stop saying that. It's hurting some people's feelings. This is for the greater good. We need you to stop having children. It's not good for the planet. This is for the greater good. We need you to stop talking about your faith. It's offending people. This is for the greater good. You get that? It's it's it, she nails it. That's the kind of shit we were told over the last year, right? And they always did that. Oh, it's for the greater good, right? You're saving grandmas, you know, or you're you're being irresponsible and you're putting them at risk. Well, guys, listen, this wasn't about health, right? And let's look right here, Mr. Yuval Noah Harari, Klaus Schwab's little robin this guy is unbelievable but let's listen and he basically tells us what covid and what to expect afterwards so you've all know harari is talking about what COVID 19 is all about again this is the top advisor for the world economic forum well, i think maybe in a couple of decades when people look back the thing they will remember from the covid crisis is this is the moment when everything went digital. And if this, is, this was the moment when every, everything became monitored, that we agreed to be surveyed all, all the time, not just in authoritarian machines, but even in democracies. Here it goes. And maybe most importantly at all, this was the moment when surveillance 
started going under the skin. This is the moment that surveillance started going under the skin. And I'm just giving people a little, little, little sneak peek. This is not the whole show, just a little wow. sneak peek. So they don't even hide them. it, at least. Right. Don't even try to hide it, right? They want surveillance under the skin. They want you to get a chip. And they don't, you don't even necessarily need to have a chip if you have a cell phone. If they can get you to have to have like, you know, like the Vax passport. And and we're going to get into that here with this woman. She's talking about the information war. And that's what this is. It's one of the many phases of this war that we're in right now. It's psychological. It's spiritual. It's information. It's everything. This is this is a crazy time. And and I don't think we've seen anything like this in human history. Well, let's listen to the, what she has to say about the information war that we are currently in. We're now seeing that almost anyone can promote disinformation for the price of a blue tick. So we've still, it's not all bad, we have teamed up with the platforms uh, to elevate reliable information around COVID and climate to amplify trusted messengers. And we have quite an army of them out there who want to take you in content and promote it within their followings and also educating users um, on how to slow the spread of disinformation mm. our new slogan that we want to have every everybody have in their ear when they're online is pause take care before you share <laughs> um, but yet we do feel like we are in an information war and that we need to massively ramp up our response so we're creating at the UN a central capacity to monitor, monitor and also have the ability to rapidly react when mis- and disinformation and hate speech is threatening not just our people, our operations, but also the issues and the causes that we're working on. But also we're going to be gearing up our verified initiative around climate change and developing this UN code of conduct on information integrity on di digital platforms, hoping to set global standards that we can all advocate around um, so that we can. Where do you even start with that woman? That was so dystopian right there. She, you know, she, they have an army. We're civilians. They have an army going against us to, to counteract mis and disinformation. Well, who, who determines what's misinformation? Because what you're, you've seen in the last show and what you're going to see in this show, the biggest propagators of misinformation were those claiming to fight misinformation. The leaders, the governments, CDC, World Health Organization, all these groups were lying. And they were spreading misinformation and disinformation. And this... She even talks about, you know, not only not only uh, hate speech, which that that in itself is is comical. Because again, uh, let's get out of here with that. Then she talks about her issue, their issues and causes. They have to they have to fight so they can push their issues and causes to a global standard. Guys, this is madness. This is pure insanity. This is 1984 shit. Now, let's listen. This guy breaks down psychological operations, and this is exactly what we went through and are going through to this day. 
Psychological operations or psyops are operations to convey selected information and indicators to audiences to influence their emotions, motives, and objective reasoning, ultimately the behavior of governments, organizations, groups, and individuals. The purpose of United States psychological operations is to induce or reinforce behavior perceived to be favorable to U.S. objectives. Now that's according to Wikipedia. Think this is fake news or if this, think this is some conspiracy, you haven't been paying attention. They've been doing it for a long time. That's from Wikipedia. We have here the William Casey was the CIA director under Ronald Reagan. He said, quote, we'll know our disinformation program is complete when everything the American public believes is false. Thus, the American people are continuously subject to a number of psychological operations, otherwise known as the news, the nightly news. I was talking to somebody from China and they were like, why does everybody in America watch the news? And that's how people get the news. And they're like, they're so amazed. Why do you think that's so weird that people watch the news? In China, we all know that the news is just propaganda. Nobody watches it or pays attention or takes it seriously, but everybody in America does. And so that's called the news. U.S. intelligence officials feed journalists disinformation to create a false narrative that's intended to mislead the public and cover up what is actually taking place. Now, we know this for a fact because they've told us so. Mark Zuckerberg told us so. He went on Joe Rogan and told us so. He said the FBI told them to censor the Hunter Biden laptop story because it was Russian disinformation. Now, every mainstream outlet has confirmed it. it's a real story. It's not Russian disinformation. And they knew that at the time, but they did it anyway. They lied to create a false narrative. We also call it gaslighting. Hey, what you see, what you think, what you hear, that's not true. Right? It's so spot on. Hunter Biden was one of them. J6 was another. COVID was another. Vax were another. Um, Ivermectin was another. Uh, HCQ was another one. Um, I mean, guys, it went on and on and on. And I found that that last part is hilarious, right? About the, the news. The Chinese people are like, you even watch the news? Because we know it's propaganda. It's absolutely, right? We should know that by now, but we're not. Um, so let's let's listen in. This guy nails it you're right not here. Thinking right now. You're following orders. You're not thinking for yourself. You're not in touch with your soul. Because if you were, you would take that bullshit off and you would breathe freely, which is the number one form of nutrition. And if you don't have proper oxygen, you can't have cognitive function. And if you can't think right, you're easily pushed around and controlled and manipulated. Spot on, right? People weren't thinking. They were just following orders blindly, hoping it would end. It never does, guys. Let's listen to Jimmy Dore here. Break it down. He's great. You're allowed to ask questions and, and, and at any point during this. You just had to, you had to do what the man on the TV said, right? You had to do what the man on the TV said without questions, and then you're a good person. But if you question it, then you're a white supremacist Trumper. Not you're like, whoa, no, no. <laughs> no, I didn't vote for Trump. I just have questions. Jimmy, only dumb people ask questions. <laughs> No, I'm pretty sure we're supposed to question authority. It's like a value. Uh, is that what they taught you in comedy school? <laughs> yeah, that is what they taught me in comedy school. Isn't that weird? It was the weirdest thing I've ever seen. Even comedians would get on stage and they would shame people. Mm -hmm. Right? For reading. Shaming people for reading. Only dumb people ask questions. That's what it came to. If you went against the narrative. And why is that? It's because they had no argument. 
They had no facts to base it on. So when you asked questions, they could not respond. So how did they shut you down? Trust the science, right? And that's where we're going to get to here. This is beautiful little compilation of this is what they wanted us to believe. Okay, let's go. Trust the science. Remember that slogan? Listen to this. Joe Rogan just absolutely nailing it. Nailing it. You want to be able to trust experts and like right. defer to scientific consensus, which yeah. isn't even really, shouldn't so, be a thing. <laughs> well, no, it's not even scientific consensus. It's scientific no. consensus along people that are willing to accept right. the, the, the proposed narrative by these very corrupt organizations that you could follow a very clear paper trail of money and influence that led them to these decisions. Like the lab leak hypothesis is one of the best examples of that, where there's literal email, act actual emails that show people thinking that it came from a lab, and then there is discussion with other people that don't think it came from the lab, and then there's money that gets exchanged, where they get these grants, and they've changed their position. And it's very weird. And no one is discussing it in any mainstream source where they're saying, hey, we've got a real fucking problem with this, and this is the problem, this is how it happened. It takes independent journalists and people that are very brave that, that get censored, they get removed from YouTube, they get banned from Twitter, and these are the people that came out and had a problem with this. And a lot of them have rock-solid credentials. A lot of them are established doctors and and scientists and they're saying like here's the problems and why aren't we addressing these problems and these people are getting you know these pejoratives labeled on them like they're anti-vaxxers they're conspiracy theorists they're fools and, and some people learn from it and some people developed a, a new healthy sense of skepticism about public narratives and other people are just they're still they have their heels dug in why don't you believe in science like what what, what science are you what are you talking about science is data I don't believe in data. Are you looking at all the data? Because I bet you aren't. Let's discuss some of that data. And then when you see the panic on their face, when they, they, they're forced to discuss this data, and they're forced to discuss, like, these inconvenient realities. There it is, the inconvenient realities, right? And one of the problems with this, and, and we'll listen to, I'm not a fan of his, but RFK here, because he, he nails it with this whole idea of experts. You can find experts anywhere quote unquote, you could pay experts. And that's what these people do. There's people that make a living being a quote unquote expert on both sides of everything. You're not a doctor or a scientist. I, I, listen, we live in a democracy. We don't have a priesthood here. We don't have high priests who are telling us we're in charge of our own lives and Americans need to do their own research. And you know, listen, People say, trust the experts. That became a mantra during COVID. I brought over 500 cases, and almost all of them involved a scientific controversy. My job is to read science, to learn it, and to be able to read it critically. And every case I've ever brought, there's an expert on that side and an expert on this side. When, I brought them on, when we brought the Monsanto case, there were three experts from Harvard, Stanford, and Yale. And we had three experts from Harvard, Stanford, Yale, and they were saying exactly the opposite thing. Oh, you know, saying trust the experts to me makes no sense at all. But trusting the experts is a function of religion and, uh, and totalitarianism. It is not a function of democracy. In right. democracy, we question everybody. We have a lot of questions I want to get to. But before we do, I want to direct our viewers to our web. Boom question everything. He said it right there. 
It's the totalitarianism to trust anything blindly, to make these blanket statements, guys. And anytime you hear these key phrases, they're usually three words because that sits in the brain apparently better. Trust the science. You know, all these stupid sayings they come up with. You got to know you're being played. So let's listen here. Most of you don't know that coronavirus as a model of a pathogen was isolated in 1965. 1965. Coronavirus was identified in 1965 as one of the first infectious replicatable viral models that could be used to modify a series of other experiences of the human condition. It was isolated once upon a time associated with the common cold. But what's particularly interesting about its isolation in 1965 was that it was immediately identified as a pathogen that could be used and modified for a whole host of reasons. And you heard me correctly, that was 1965. And by the way, these slides are public domain. You're welcome to look at every single reference. Every comment that I made is based on published material. So do make sure that you look at those references. But in 1966, the very first COV coronavirus model was used as a transatlantic biological experiment in human manipulation. And you heard the date, 1966. I hope you're getting the point of what I'm saying. This is not an overnight thing. This is actually something that's been long in the making. A year before I was born, we had the first transatlantic coronavirus data sharing experiment between the United States and the United Kingdom. And in 1967, the year I was born, we did the first human trials on inoculating people with modified coronavirus. Isn't that amazing? 56 years ago, the overnight success of a pathogen that's been 56 years in engineering. And I want that to chill with all of you. Where were we when we actually allowed, in violation of biological and chemical weapons treaties, where were we as a human civilization when we thought it was an acceptable thing to do to take a pathogen for the United States and infect the world with it? Where was that conversation? And what should have been that conversation in 1967? That conversation wasn't had. Ironically, the common cold was turned into a chimera in the 1970s. And in 1975, 1976, and 1977, we started figuring out how to modify coronavirus by putting it into different animals, pigs and dogs, and not surprised. And this is why you hear about the bats, the pigs, and all that stuff. And this is like a 10-minute video. I'm not going to get into all of it. But as you can see from this, this is nothing new. This is this is a it's the common cold, as he said, and it's manipulable pathogen. They've been playing with it since 1967 on humans. This wasn't an accident, guys. And and to show even more, look at the treatment. Okay, if the hospital gave you ivermectin and sent you home, the federal government paid the hospital thirty two hundred dollars. If the hospital gave you remdesivir. The federal government paid the entire hospital bill plus a 20% bonus. So hospital executives uh, choice was to receive $3,200 or $500,000.
which was the average hospital bill. No contest. Patients were going to get remdesivir whether they wanted it or not, whether it worked or not. This was a financial incentive to the hospitals. It's the same thing that happened with the little jab afterwards. They did the same fucking thing. Okay. Now, the censorship, asinine. These are, listen to this. This is, this is crazy. The disinformation doesn't. Remember that? One most prominent report was a snapshot taken in March 2021 of who were the 12 most influential digital anti-vaxxers. The disinformation doesn't. They included people like Joe McCullough, who was number one. They all target a different bit, right? So you've got RFK Jr., who targets African-American communities. You've got the Bollingers who target Trump and QAnon communities. You've got all these different figures targeting markets because they're marketers. And Macola, it's the wellness market. It works really effectively. And so what they do, they went after these people, they censored them. Okay. And that, that was for the Vax. But remember the term super spreader, right? Remember this? That if you went out and into a group and you were sick, you were going to be a super spreader. I'm a super spreader, according to the Surgeon General. A repeat offender, according to the Surgeon General. Because we're putting out information that they don't like. Anything that's seen as depressing the uh, 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 individual's willingness to take the vaccine or listen to their propaganda on COVID issues is seen as a misinformation super spreader. <laughs> and they want us targeted and censored. They had misinformation super spreaders and disease super spreaders. So you had these, the disinformation dozen that was information super spreaders and they had to be dealt with. Right. And listen to this nonsense from this the kind of isolation is one of the unspoken tragedies of the elderly who are now being told, don't see your family at Thanksgiving. For many people, this is their final Thanksgiving, believe it or not. What are we doing here? What Trump advisor Dr. Scott Atlas just said, there is one of the many gifts from the Trump administration that we, the COVID family, give thanks for on this Thanksgiving. This could be our last Thanksgiving, but it's people like them who make sure it's truly unforgettable. Happy Super Spreader Thanksgiving, everyone. Love the COVIDs. How crazy is that? This is what they pushed. They tried to say that by getting with your family, you were, you were going to be it. Now, you want to see one of the funniest things ever? Who were the biggest? What was one of the biggest super spreader events? It was an outbreak at the CDC. Check this out. This is hilarious. That the COVID super spreader event over at the CDC headquarters was actually significantly larger than previously reported. Because you see, despite the nonstop messaging that's been coming out of the CDC, every once in a while, there's an event that pops a hole in their well-crafted narrative with one of the most recent and perhaps more, most ridiculous examples being the CDC event that was held over by the CDC headquarters, which experienced a massive COVID outbreak, despite the fact that nearly everyone in attendance was vaccinated. But as ridiculous as that was in and of itself, it gets even wilder because we here at the Epic Times, we were able to successfully file a Freedom of Information Act request through which we obtained internal documents from within the CDC itself, and they showed something surprising. They showed that for one, the outbreak was significantly larger than the CDC had previously reported. And that secondly, despite what the CDC said, people were actually hospitalized. They said no one was hospitalized, but that wasn't true. 
Remember, guys, safe and effective. It's just the CDC itself got hit. Now, Michael Rapaport, some of you guys know him, might not know him. He was an actor. Uh, he's kind of a, a poor shell of himself these days. But during the middle of COVID, he was loud on social media. And let's listen to him. It didn't age well. Didn't didn't turn out too well for good old Michael. In 2020, to avoid every single thing that we all went through collectively, you would have got the vaccine now. All of a sudden, everybody's a fucking scientist. Get your fucking vaccine. We are in a pandemic, another pandemic of the unvaccinated. Don't fuck it up for the rest of us. I got vaccinated. Look at me. I look fantastic. I look great. I feel great. And I'm not a professional athlete. I don't play for the Cowboys. I don't play for the Mets. I don't play for the U.S. Olympic basketball team. I'm moving. I'm going. I'm doing fucking jumping jacks in New York City. Get your fucking vaccination, you dummies, you. Why does it I uh, I just watched uh, Tony Fauci and CNN and Fox uh, tell me that people with the vaccine, vaccinated people, are now spreading the coronavirus. A couple of weeks setting. ago, a couple of days ago, I was a, yes, I'm vaccinated. Yeah, you little sticker. Yay, I'm vaccinated. Be a hero. Be vaccinated. I went from being a hero because I'm vaccinated, and now you motherfuckers are calling me a super spreader? Look at that. Look at that cognitive dissonance kick in. And he realizes, I fucked up. I swallowed that propaganda hook, line, and sinker, and now I'm the problem, right? That He said in that clip just earlier, pandemic of the unvaccinated. That's what everybody was pushing on us, right? We were the problem. Then it turns out it was the vaccinated that were the super spreaders. It was all nonsense, guys. It's all a game. And if you believed any of it, I feel for you because it, it had to screw with you. There's a great post here. Trust the science has never been anything other than a marketing term that means shut up and obey. And that's all it was. It was about control, about obedience, right? And they came up with these things. Your actions save lives. Look at, listen to this bullshit. This is the kind of stuff, the propaganda that they fed us to put the onus on us for nothing more this than this is a new statewide world. action uh, effective today and i heard that i was like okay it's on possible super spreader concert they are packed in front of that stage mostly maskless john foot let us worship it's a super spreader event you are not welcome let's go of course you guys know what we're gonna do we're not gonna back down let's go there was massive pushback. We faced resistance in Portland. We faced resistance in Seattle. We faced resistance in Chicago. If Jesus were here right now, he absolutely would wear a mask. This is our 98th city that we've been to. You're going to come in to pray with people and take the chance of giving them that plague. Really? Plague. Oh, my God. That was hilarious. That plague. Right? 
He's such a danger. Whatever happened to people doing what was best for themselves? And if you're that scared, stay in your goddamn house. That's the part I'm done with. And Howard Stern coming out and saying, F your freedom. Arnold saying, F your freedom. F you. All right? From your glass houses up on your hill, when you can do whatever you want. You can be scared if you want. Don't bring your fear into my world because I'm not buying it. It's not happening. It doesn't exist. It's nonsense. It's comedy. And this this clip right here from the G7 in, I believe it's 2021, maybe 2022, because Biden's maskless here. But look at these dopes. Some have masks on. They won't shake hands. They're going to give the fucking stupid elbow bump. Check this out. Here we go. Elbow bump. Mask on. Elbow bump. No mask. Elbow bump. No mask. All cross elbow bump. No mask. Elbow bump. Who had the mask on? Trudeau. Another bump in wrist. Come on, guys. That's all staged for nonsense. And if you believed any of that, I feel bad for you. Because you know what the real problem is? Is right here. What Im- And we won't know this for years. What impact did this all have on kids? And you know right here, virtual school resulted in significant academic learning loss study finds. More than half public school... K-12 through teachers said the pandemic resulted in a significant learning loss for students, both academically and in their social-emotional progress, according to a report. Other research shows distance learning has caused a significant setback in achievement, particularly among Black and Hispanic students and students with disabilities. Right? This is supposed to benefit the Black and Hispanic students. It's all about inclusion, right? No. No, it's not. It's about money. It's about power. It's about control. Now let's listen to this liar, Anthony Fauci, lie and lie again. Oh, and look at the tape. <laughs> you know, the tale of the tape. When tale I kept on saying over and over again, we've got to get the children back to school. We have to start uh, implementing both containment and mitigation. And what was done when you do closing the school is mitigation. If you have a situation in which you don't have a real good control over an outbreak and you allow children to gather together, they likely will get infected. And if they get infected, the likelihood that they will bring the infection home. So that really is a risk. And we don't know everything about this virus. And we really better be very careful, particularly when it comes to children. You can't treat all schools the same because they're they're, they're in different phases of the outbreak. It depends on where you are. There may be some areas that the level of virus is so high that it would not be prudent to bring the children back like to cities. school. Are we looking at, frankly, many months of virtual learning? In some places, Judy, that may be the case. You can't make one statement about bringing children back to school in this country. It depends on where you are. So if you want your schools to open, get your community level down. When you get into the yellow zone and in the red zone, it becomes different. You have to do certain mitigations. And he really wants to and believes that the schools need to reopen in the next 100 days, essentially all the K-8 to schools within 100 days. That's the goal. 
That may not happen. The schools really do need more resources, and that's the reason why the National Relief Act that we're talking about getting passed. So he goes from shutting them down to reopening them to having hat in hand looking for money for them. Guys, you see this? That guy is the biggest scumbag. I mean, he is such a piece of trash and he deserves the worst things to happen to him because he was he's a liar, a, a known liar and a murderer. And it wasn't just this. It was during the 80s. He's been killing people for the last 30 to 40 years. Now, let's hear some of the aftermath of what the true nature, what we were saying all along about masks. And guys, hey, if you want to wear a mask, if that's what makes you feel safe, so be it. But don't make me wear one to make you feel safe. Because I don't feel safe wearing one, to be honest. I feel like I'm putting my health at risk by wearing something where I just regurgitate shitty air in my mouth. My my exhaust, I'm going to keep inhaling it. I trust the immune system, even though my immune system's compromised. I have a compromised immune system, and I still trust that more than I trust anything that would come from the government or any mandate that they would put out there. So let's take a look at this, masks. Once I had seen the data on their own website that masks were ineffective Mm. and only had a 15% um, effective rating if you were using the correct mask, not touching them, changing them every 20 minutes, and you were displaying symptoms, Mm -hmm. I was like, well, I'm not wearing them anymore. You know, they were locking up basketball rings. They were... To, to take away playgrounds dude like you would have had to deal with that as well and like going to the playground and having like a swing tape up and fucking you're just like up. what what the fuck me? happened what the fuck happened because like wait, I've what the fuck that. happened what the fuck happened is right right masks they were only a f- some 15 percent effective if you didn't touch them, which everybody touched them, if they were airtight, and if you changed them every 20 minutes, which no one was doing outside of medical professionals. So they were doing nothing but harm. Let's look at more. Look at this chart. Look at that big spike. That's during mask mandates. Very well. So look at that big spike. I mean, think about this for a second. Keep this up here. In I the mean, nearly nine months since the policy ended, cases in the rest. United States have remained low. The winter of 2021 to 2022 saw a massive surge of infections with the mandate in place. No such surge materialized through the end of 2022. Look at look at it down. We never reached a quarter of it. For those of you listening, again, it was never to even a. At the highest point in in early 2020, it was about a third of the spike during the mandate itself. It's just to show that the masks were so totally ineffective. And as we showed in the last one, part of partially because not only do all these germs make it through the mask without any issue, but now in addition, like we said, you are breathing in your exhaust. Not how we were designed. But that wasn't my question. Could you answer the question that I asked? Which is? Did forcing two-year-olds to wear masks save lives? Who did the forcing? 
Well, this, your department, or the Head Start, which is under your department, had a mask mandate until late last year for two-year-olds and above, even outdoors. Uh, so can you point to any public health benefit of that policy? Right. We, we never forced anyone to do anything. Mr. Secretary, did Head Start have a mask mandate? We provide a mask mandate, a requirement for jurisdictions that wish to receive money to provide particular services. So Head Start did have a mask mandate for kids, yes? For agencies that wish to get federal dollars. So that's a yes. So services. can you point to any benefit, it's not a yes to any public question. health benefit from that policy? Did families benefit from the policy of using all protection, all precautions to avoid? Uh, no, I'm not asking you to COVID? rephrase yes. my question as some abstract question that you'd rather answer. I'm asking that you, as the person who's the Secretary of Health and Human Services, right now, can you point to any evidence that there was a public health benefit to forcing young children to wear masks? And, and this is my problem with this shit is that these scumbags now are saying they never forced anybody, which they didn't if you know the definition of a mandate. But what they did force, and he said it right there, and that was the key. If you wanted to keep your federal funding, you had to be a good little marcher ant and listen to what daddy government said and follow those mandates. Otherwise, you lose your federal funding which is huge most of these places would have to close if they didn't have their federal funding so that was the game companies corporations same thing it's all part of the scheme and if you're not seeing it that should be a huge eye-opener now the other part of this whole pandemic that never made any sense to me shortages okay the first one was toilet paper. <laughs> Why? Why toilet paper? It's a pandemic. It didn't give you diarrhea. Hospital nurse shortages then. Then there were teacher shortages. Egg shortages. Remember the price of eggs was like 10 bucks a dozen for a couple weeks? Drug and supply shortages fertilizer shortages we heard about that last spring and then the other one was the baby formula remember that that was huge baby formula shortages the chip shortages for cars vehicles electronics guys there were all of these now what i found the most fascinating was this graph i found from 2020 the reasons for shortages as reported by manufacturing or manufacturers during the UUDIS investigation. And that is the University of Utah Drug Information Service. If anybody's wondering. It says, for the most part, it is unclear why drug shortages occur. However, natural disasters and COVID pandemic partially accounted for the deficits in 2020. So it says, okay, what was the biggest Biggest factor to shortages, unknown, or they wouldn't tell us. What was the biggest shortage? Why? Why couldn't we get things? It was a game. Again, it was a transfer of wealth. It was a psychological operation. And we were the subjects. We were the victims. And we continue to be the victims. Now, do you remember in May of 2022, they Joe Biden announced the Ministry of Truth was coming out. 
The Biden Department of Homeland Security announced this week that it has launched what is being dubbed Disinformation Governance Board to combat misinformation. And I mean, it's a government agency creating a ministry of truth to combat what it deems misinformation. And it's going to fall under the DHS secretary, Mayorkas, the guy presiding over the worst border crisis of our lifetime who publicly denies it's a crisis while privately admitting it is. I mean, this is just, it's, it's insanity. But what's kind of funny is Two weeks later, uh, it's gone. As quickly as it came around, it folded because people pushed back on this nonsense, this this Orwellian 1984. And, and what's crazy about this in the from this article, I believe it's a New York Times article. Right here, it has this woman who was appointed briefly as the Ministry of Truth minister, Nina Jankowitz, who served as a Fulbright fellow. Go look into Fulbright. That's a fun one. Works in a press room at Vladimir Zelensky's campaign headquarters in 2019 in Kiev, Ukraine. Jankowitz was recently named the head of the Department of Homeland Security's Disinformation Governance Board. What is she doing at Vladimir Zelensky's campaign headquarters? <laughs> right? Like, I mean, it's just when worlds collide and, you know, welcome to the show. But this is what it got to. The Ministry of Truth was put out there for a couple weeks. They were going to be the disinformation police. Now, again, my biggest problem with this, aside from the fact that it's totally tyrannical and and just unacceptable across the board is that they were the ones putting out the most disinformation and the best was this uh elon was getting interviewed by the bbc and he called them out for it are you guys going to take what about your misinformation that you put out check this out well covid misinformation you you changed the covid misinformation has bbc changed this covid misinformation the BBC does not set the rules on Twitter, so I'm asking you. No, I'm talking about the BBC's misinformation about COVID. I'm, I'm, I'm literally Has asking you about, you changed the labels, the COVID misinformation labels. There used to be a policy, and then, then disappeared. Why do that? Well, COVID is no longer an issue. Does the BBC uh, hold itself at all responsible for misinformation re- regarding ma- masking and, and side effects of vaccinations and not reporting on that at all? And what about the fact that the BBC was put under pressure by the British government to change its editorial policy? Are you aware of that? This is, a, this is not an interview about the BBC. Oh, so. you thought it wasn't? <laughs> And this, I see now why you've done Twitter Spaces. I am not a representative of the BBC's editorial policy. I want to make that clear. Let's talk about something else. You want I'm to talk about the BBC? You too. All right, let's 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 talk about let's talk about something else. You weren't expecting that. Let's. <laughs> you weren't expecting that, right? They can't speak to it because they just want to enforce it on everyone else. Rules for thee, not for me. Okay, and here we go. This is where we get into the propaganda agents. The mockingbirds out there. You got the view. This is one of the biggest 
culprits. Listen, listen to this compilation of Joy Behar here. If this doesn't make you nauseous, I don't know what will. Listen to how misinformed. And this is misinformation, guys. I hate to break it to you. Straight across the board. It's a warning for anyone who's still not vaccinated that vaccines and masks are the way out of this. Why? How are we supposed to deal with these people who still refuse to get a shot or follow the safety measures? I'm vaccinated. (laughs) You're vaccinated. We're good. But those people are not. But the vaccine does not prevent you from getting COVID and does not prevent you from transmitting COVID. Oh, my goodness. Reality, well, and no, we have that's seen that. not so. Come on. No, You've been at Fox TV too long. You don't have to listen to me on that. You don't have to listen to me. You can listen to the director of the CDC. You can- I'm listening to Dr. Fauci, basically. I don't have to listen right. to a million people. Just listen to him. Vaccinated people are clearly capable of transmitting <laughs> the infection to an uninfected person. We've given them lottery tickets, football tickets, Krispy Kremes. In West Virginia, they offered to give them a gun. So yeah. bribery didn't work. So the next step has to be what we might look at as threats. You're not going to be able to go into a restaurant unless you're vaccinated. You're not going to be able to go into a museum. You're not going to be able to go into a theater. They are basically taking my freedom away by not getting vaccinated. All you have to do is get the damn vaccine. When you go inside, wear a mask, even if you have the vaccine, and then get the booster when that time is coming. (laughs) Everybody's getting it, okay? You guys out there, it's not, you're not owning the libs by not getting the shot. Nobody's grown an extra arm. Nobody's grown an extra head. Everybody's fine. It's the people who are not taking it who are not fine. And it's it's true. the law, okay? This is uh, a uh, an invasion of my privacy when you are sick in the same building as I am in. So I am against that. I am totally against you coming anywhere near me without a vaccine, and I would like you to prove it. It's mind-boggling. You know, these people are about papers. liberty. It's like, give me liberty and give me death. Uh, clap yeah. if you had your third booster. Oh, <laughs> smart. It's worth it. Smart. And I- smart. She says smart. Clap if you had your third booster. Talk to me in a decade. See how smart that was. I mean, it's just, it's... It's asinine how these people and Whoopi, here's another one, another co-member of the view, just another idiot. By the way, boosted has had COVID three times. Put a damn mask on because, you know, I'm sick of talking about your rights. My rights are as important to me as yours are to you. I don't want to get sick. Put a bloody mask on, man. Whoopi unfortunately tested positive over the break. That's Joy Behar on The View, revealing why her co-host Whoopi Goldberg is not on the first show of the new year. Put the damn mask on. Mm -hmm. Get the shot. Unvaccinated could face new consequences. Proof that you had a shot before you come in. Now, some anti-vaxxers are calling this discrimination. It's segregating away from people who may carry something that could kill you. Come on, people, wake up. If you can get the vaccination, get it. Don't wait. Unfortunately, Whoopi is out with COVID. Oh. <laughs> I'm Second time. Up. I haven't been anywhere. I haven't done anything. But unless everybody gets vaccinated, this is what we're going to be facing. <laughs> 
it's really do yourself a favor. This was a rough one. Yeah. This it was, was a rough one. It still felt rough. Huh? Yeah, it, it was, it wasn't feeling rough. It was it rough. It was rough. It was rough. You know, you get up and you think, oh, I'm going to go. Oh, no, I'm not. As you can see, Whoopi is not here. She has COVID. Third time. Yes, it's back. Third it's time. back. Put the damn mask on. Mm -hmm. Get the shot. <laughs> Put the damn mask on. Get the shot. Three times this idiot got it, and she's still trying to tell you, right? So now let's listen into our favorite Chinese transport, Dr. Lena Wen, our favorite psyop. She's a puppet. She was uh, gained infamy from the Boston bombings and has since made a quite a career at CNN pushing propaganda. Our privileges associated with being an American, that if you wish to have these privileges, you need to get vaccinated. Having the right to travel in our state, it's not a constitutional right as far as, I'm, as far as I know. If you want to stay unvaccinated, that's your choice. But if you want to travel, you better go get that vaccine. This is your way back to normal, as in once you're vaccinated, you are no longer a threat to public health. If you are around That's people, all of whom are vaccinated, there's no risk to you. That's we need to lie. start looking at the choice to remain unvaccinated the same as we look at driving while intoxicated. That you have the option to not get vaccinated if you want, but then you can't go out in public. The vaccinated should not have to pay the price for the so-called choices of the unvaccinated. I don't understand this personal choice that some people are making. I do have a concern, which is they're saying that if you're vaccinated, you can take off your mask. That's the big mistake of the Biden administration, I think, so far, to not get behind vaccine credentialing in some way. How would you know who's vaccinated and who's not? Some type of proof of vaccination. Because at this point, we have this flimsy piece of paper that's so easy to counterfeit. What more should be done? Should a vaccine requirement for domestic travel be something that the White House considers? Yes. There is a lot a that's already uh, in the Biden winter strategy but not to the degree that they can be. It needs to be hard for people to remain unvaccinated. It needs to be hard. They just want to, you heard her, show me your papers, right? Now listen to this genius on masks. This is even better. Actions of the unvaccinated are setting all of us back. Infections among oh. the unvaccinated are spilling over into the vaccinated. This is the reason why masks are coming back. And we still need to have mitigation measures in place, like indoor mask mandates for children who are unvaccinated. States and local jurisdictions and businesses that have let go of indoor mask mandates, they should bring it back. But what about schools that are not requiring masks, which obviously I believe that they really should be requiring masks. Talk to the other parents in your child's class. You can start establishing a culture where mask wearing is normal. Indoor masking remains important for our young children. If they're not yet able to be vaccinated, they should still be wearing masks indoors, including in the classroom. I've tried the KN95 on my almost four-year-old son. He doesn't find that very comfortable. It really is a harm that we should be discussing of children continuing to mask. I initially supported mask mandates, but then the data changed. We should also be intellectually honest and say that masking has had a cost, especially for the youngest learners. People with English as a second language, children with learning disabilities, there has been a cost to them. The responsibility should shift from a government mandate to an individual responsibility by the family. I think it's also true that there are some children, including my son, who've really struggled with speech. It is the cost of a mask to him. Be wearing most of the time a cloth mask. That's not really doing much. Cloth mask is little more than a facial decoration. Ding, ding, ding. What do we have for her, Johnny? Right? A little more 
than a decoration just to show I care about you, right? She said it there. She even saw her tone change. She went from all these kids should have masks to, yeah, maybe they were detrimental. No, they were detrimental. Mentally, physically, they were detrimental to children and adults alike. That's why you still have people wearing them. I, I passed a girl today. I was walking my dog outside, center of town, outdoors, beautiful day. She has a mask on. That they've they've ruined that poor girl. She'll she will wear a mask outside for the rest of her life because they have scared her to death. And these these people like Lena Wen and these mockingbirds at these news agencies that lied, the real spreaders of misinformation, the real people that put people's health at risk, won't fall on their sword and take and and, and tell the people the truth. And then you can't even ask questions. How about this? This guy goes to ask questions and gets threatened, gets hands put on him. And then as soon as he fights back, now he's the bad guy. Check this out. So Pfizer has the biggest criminal fine in history. So how is it not anti, how is it anti-science to not trust them? If they're on record bribing physicians and fudging with test results, $2.3 billion fine. So how is it anti-science to simply question them? That didn't get answered. Hands on his throat. And the guy just pushed him away. Oh my god. Oh my god. Oh my god. No, that idiot simp should not have put his hands on him. F around and find out. All right, now let's listen to this horse tooth. I cannot stand this woman. I believe she's Australia. She might be New Zealand, but she is one of the worst humans on the face of the earth. There's, there's not going to be an end point to this vaccination program. You know, I don't think I'll ever be satisfied so long as he's someone who's choose, you know, who who is eligible. It's Jacinda Ardern, okay? For anyone that's wondering, if you want to look up this wonderful human being, she is just scum. Eligible has it been? The two different classes of people, if you're vaccinated or if you're unvaccinated, you have all these rights. If you are vaccinated... That is what it is. Actually, really straightforward. If you've got a vaccine pass, you can do everything. Basically, that's it. Not yet had their first dose. If you want summer, if you want to go to bars and restaurants, get vaccinated. If you want to get a haircut, get vaccinated. If you want to go to a concert or a festival, get vaccinated. If you want to go to a gym or a sports event, get vaccinated. If you are not vaccinated, there will be everyday things you will miss out on. There will be things you miss out on, even though it's been proven to be totally ineffective. And what medical procedure is right for everyone? Right? Again, I'm preaching to the choir. I know it, but this is just insanity. Now, listen to this well-trained uh, person right here. I mean, this is this is the epitome of the of the the groupthink. The COVID vaccines are safe and effective, and I will keep shouting this from the rooftops until the misinformation spreaders and the anti-vaxxers shut <laughs> up, because these miracles that were given to us by Pfizer and Moderna are stop miracles. Same groups that have faced severe fines and can face, face no punishment for any side effects to this. Yep. Miracle. Magic. Yeah. The transmission of a deadly virus and saving lives. And these people who are trying to link this incredible product to myocarditis, strokes, heart inflammation. You know, we know that these things are attributed to Things like climate change, egg consumption, video games, and to try. 
<laughs> Climate change causes myocarditis. Video games causes myocarditis. Eggs cause myocarditis, but not this experimental injection that just came to market. No, it couldn't be that. Oh my God, the mental gymnastics are amazing. Link it to a life-saving medication is evil. It's wrong. It's wrong. And I will keep getting my boosters, whether it's 9, 10, I don't care, until they tell me to stop. Because I care about protecting other people. And so should you. I care about protecting other people. What a fucking pompous asshole. All right. So he said it had nothing to do with it, right? It had to do with climate change. Well, let's listen. What are some of the things that are happening? The died suddenly group. There are concerns about cases like this. Young athletes collapsing on the field of heart problems. And there has been a dramatic increase in this. You're not imagining it. So what is this? Cardiologist Peter McCullough and researcher Pangus Polycritus looked into this trend in Europe, European sports leagues. They found that prior to COVID and the COVID-19 vaccines, there were roughly 29 cardiac arrests in those European sports leagues per year. Since the vax campaign began, there have been more than 1,500 total cardiac arrests in those leagues. And two-thirds of those were fatal. Does that prove something? We don't know. Okay. So there were 29 per year before that. There's been 1,000 deaths. 1500 instances since the vaccine but you should know that even fauci says it let's listen to the, the dr death himself right here right of evidence a very small shred right what and, and explain how then this can get conflated. of course in a very very rare case some of the mrna vaccines can cause a self-limiting almost invariably benign inflammatory response in the heart which generally resolves in a very short period oh it's fine it just it fixes itself in a short period time it is very very rare very very rare when you compare that with the negative effects on the heart by myocarditis or pericarditis which is inflammation of either the heart muscle or the covering of the heart and heart failure and heart medical problems, overwhelmingly COVID itself causes that in a... <laughs> this is what they these geniuses came out with. They started saying that it was COVID itself that was causing the myocarditis, not the vaccine. Okay, let's check out this short, this little montage. He was playing a pickup soccer game when he collapsed and went into cardiac arrest. He died at the hospital. The Northwestern High School basketball player who collapsed during a game last week has passed away. That high school varsity football player on Long Island who collapsed on the field. The family says he is going to be taken off of life support and his organs will be donated. A 17-year-old cross-country athlete at Geyer High School. He walked into this bathroom after a workout with his teammates and never walked back out. His coach found him. They don't know how long he was down, but seconds matter during a cardiac event. CPR was performed, but it was too late. Elijah Jordan Brown Garcia was involved in light football drills last Friday here on the field at Westside Park. He you collapsed get, right. You get the point here. But then there's this one specific of Mandy Cusack. Okay. 
She's a pro women's soccer player. My name is Maddie Fusa, and I play football for Sheffield United Women. I'm going to have my vaccine when I'm invited to, and I'm going to have my vaccine to ensure that I keep my friends and family safe. She's going to take the vaccine so she can ensure to keep her friends and family safe. Unfortunately, Maddie Cusack, uh, she died at 27. How many of these young athletes have to dying at this rate before this whole thing took off, right? And then you still had jerk-offs like Mayor Wilhelm, a.k.a. de Blasio, who were pushing on it. If you didn't get the vax, we're going to make your life difficult. Let's listen to this asshole. People want to lead their lives. I and mean, the hard thing, and, you know, I feel it here in New York City. Yeah. By the way, I'm from Philadelphia, so it's not like I I, I, I live in a rural area. Um, but I feel it in every block that I walk in New York City. But if I were in the middle part of the country with you, I don't think we'd see masks. I don't think we'd be showing our vax cards anywhere. So I come back to that point where unless everybody's on the same page in the country, we're kind of screwed. And you know how you get on the same page, people have to lead. So look, I believe with enough leadership, enough mandates, we're gonna get a hell of a lot more people vaccinated. The more people vaccinated, the more we actually make the transition to a time when COVID is in the background, not the foreground. And we know these mandates work and we know people respond. Look, human beings are pretty predictable. If you say your paycheck depends on it or your ability to enjoy life and go do the things you want to do, people will make the practical decision overwhelmingly and they'll go get vaccinated. But we aren't pushing hard enough. We got to go farther. They aren't pushing hard enough. They got to go farther. You know, if people want to, you know, things like a paycheck or be able to feed their family. Listen, to these fucking tyrants. That's that's a totalitarian. Oh, my God, that's so disgusting. And people were supporting these people. Backing this saying, yeah, yeah, he's right. Come on. So even though COVID poses zero threat to healthy children, vaccinate your children, do the right thing. Be safe and not sorry. I'm strongly recommending for adolescents to get their two doses of vaccine and fully immunized after those two doses. this is Dr. Peter Hotez, by the way, another vaccine whore out there pushing these things like no other. Advanced technology that can help save lives. This is going to be a long-lasting vaccine. A long-lasting vaccine. A few moments later. We're seeing that two doses is not holding up well <laughs> for emergency room visits. It's not holding up well for hospitalizations. Here we go again. Everyone's going to need a booster. You need that third immunization. Triple the amount. Get that third immunization. The two mRNA vaccines were always a three-dose vaccine. The two <laughs> mRNA vaccines were always a three-dose vaccine. You've, I've always said this is a three-dose vaccine. You've, I've always said this is a three-dose vaccine. This is a three-dose vaccine. But I'm not done yet. That third immunization. The problem is it's not holding up. So we may have to look at sort of innovative solutions. Oh, God, not this again. A fourth immunization oh <laughs> just just to keep them to keep them going. To keep the country uh, going. We have to consider some out of the box things. A fourth immunization. Four. A fourth immunization. Get that second boost. A second boost to keep the country uh, going. I've made that recommendation. A fourth immunization. But I'm still not done. One semester later. Unfortunately, the numbers are starting to trend up again. So the hospitalizations are up. And so the most important message that I have this morning is get your new bivalent booster. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. A fucking drug salesman on TV. It's just amazing. And then they push these vaccine passports 
which just made people's lives living hell. I mean, it's listen to Trudeau talk about these things like they're the greatest things ever. We're paying for the provincial vaccine passports to make sure that when someone comes into a restaurant, they'll know they won't be sitting beside a table of people who are unvaccinated. When you go into a gym, when you go to a movie theater, you need to know that if you've done the right things, you get to be safe. You get to be rewarded for having done the right things. That's what it's all about. And those people. You get rewarded for having done the right things. Do you see it? Did you hear that? That's what this was all about. You get rewarded if you do the right things, according to daddy. People who still hesitate, who still resist. Well, they won't get to enjoy the same things that those who've done their part for others. It seems like a very logical thing. It seems like a very obvious thing. It seems. But listen to what it did to people's lives. The vaccine passport mandate that took effect on Monday, September 13, is making my life and many other New Yorkers' life difficult, more difficult. I can't even go to a movie theater like I used to. It's been like over a month I haven't been to a movie theater to see friends. I can't even go to certain restaurants like I used to, like Burger King, McDonald's, Kentucky Fried Chicken. I mean, this mayor, man, this mayor is becoming a dictator. He's not becoming a leader. He's becoming more of a dictator because we refuse to take the vaccine and we're not going to take the vaccine. I know I'm not going to take the vaccine. He said it himself. He cannot make people take the vaccine. So he have to um, put restrictions on us who don't want to take the vaccine. Since you don't want to take the vaccine, you cannot go to these places that I mentioned above, like movie theaters, restaurants, gyms, zoos, museums, concerts, stadiums, and much more. See, he's doing this because he knows his time is almost up. And Governor Kathy Hocho, she support the mandate. I don't believe, I, can't, I don't trust this woman at all, man. She's taking on Andrew Cuomo's policy. She want to force people to um, take the vaccine and people don't want to take the vaccine. They're making New Yorkers' life more difficult. And I can't, I can't take it anymore. I'm tired of staying home. I'm tired of being depressed. That's why I drink every goddamn day. I can't have no company or anything like that. I'm tired of being alone. I didn't choose to be alone. I wish they just get rid of these passport mandates so things could go back to normal. You know what I mean? I'm tired of sitting home seven days a week, feeling sorry for my damn self. Getting depressed, that's why. It's discrimination, guys. Flat out. Medical discrimination. Hey, guys, if you live in California, you can now access your COVID-19 vaccine card online. Entertainment venues, sports arenas, and other businesses can use the system to verify that someone has been vaccinated, according to state health officials. The digital vaccine cards are also meant to be a backup to the paper card and can also be used for travel to countries that require proof of vaccination. To access your card, go to this website, myvaccinerecord.cdph.ca.gov. You'll be prompted to create a four-digit PIN. After creating that PIN, you'll get a link to your vaccine record. Governor Newsom says this is not a mandatory program for residents. It's disgusting, guys. There's nothing 
good about this vaccine passports show me your papers it's it's so dystopian and disgusting and we'll listen to a couple of these people here here's governor Hockel herself talking about vaccines and i wear my vaccinated necklace all the time to say i'm vaccinated she has all a vaxxed necklace yes, i know you're vaccinated you're the smart ones but you know there's people out there who aren't listening to god and what god wants you know this you know god wants us to get vaccinated apparently all right this is, that's the craziness of this time remember you want to be part of the fun get vaccinated <laughs> You heard her. Chicago's top doc, Allison Arwady, revealed some new details today about plans to encourage people to get vaccinated ahead of summer. She says it's not a bribe exactly, but it might sway some people who are on the fence. Tia Ewing is live with more. Tia. Way, well, most see, of and that's what they were doing. They were trying to sway people who were on the fence. I, I mean, listen to this. This is, you couldn't come to America. America, the land of the free. Listen to this. Of November 8th. Foreign national air travels to the, to the United States will be required to be fully vaccinated and to provide proof of vaccination status prior to boarding an airplane to the United States. <laughs> you couldn't come to the U.S. of A. unless you showed your papers that you were a good boy and got your medical shots. How crazy is that shit? That's just madness. That's what we came to, though. And we were one of the last ones to loosen the restrictions. That's how crazy it is. The clashes and protests in France, that country now requiring vaccination passports for restaurants, bars, museums, theaters, and French President Emmanuel Macron saying to those who refuse to be vaccinated, it's time you stay at home, not us. Tonight, protests across Europe as countries move to allow only vaccinated people and those with a negative COVID test access to certain venues. France seeing the most violent clashes with riot police using tear gas against crowds protesting the new law where those fully vaccinated and testing negative getting access to bars, restaurants, cinemas, museums and big events. French President Emmanuel Macron pleading for unity after the protest saying, what is your freedom worth if you say to me, I don't want to be vaccinated, but if tomorrow you infect your father, your mother or myself. In Britain, clubs are only just reopening, but now Prime Minister Johnson saying by fall, all customers will need proof they're fully vaccinated and the same at sports stadiums. Over 4 million people have rushed to get the vaccine in France since President Macron made that announcement just 15 days ago. And here in Britain, the authorities are hoping the same thing will happen. David? Ian Pennell with the picture from Europe tonight. That's just, uh, I mean, come on. Again, it's just tyranny. So what are they forcing you to get, though? Are they forcing you to get this invincible miracle drug that will protect you and everyone around you? No. They're giving you something that will compromise your immune system and will lead you to spreading the virus at most likely a higher rate than you would have had you not gotten it. So let's, let's listen to CNN here. Uh, we're not going to listen to CNN here. But it, it basically said, fully, She again, it's the CDC lady, fully vaccinated people can spread the Delta variant. So again, it didn't work. So what did we have? Remember in the beginning, 
all the signs, all the love for the essential workers, right? At five o'clock every night, we basically, you know, had a, uh, a ceremony for all the workers as they changed shifts. You know, we'd celebrate and people would hang out their windows and cheer and all this very weird stuff. Well, as soon as the vaccine mandates came and these these same essential workers that worked relentless hours through this now and survived, mind you. Now, if they didn't get the shots, they couldn't work. Let's listen to this. This is this is again. Think of the logic behind 1500 this. 1,500 city workers were fired just last month for refusing to get vaccinated, including 25 FDNY workers. Now union leaders say another firefighter is on the chopping block. We appreciate that uh, the mayor has allowed the performers to come back on the stages and the athletes to take the field. But at the same time, we have members that are getting fired. Mayor Eric Adams last week exempted just professional athletes and entertainers from the city's vaccine mandate. But union leaders on Monday say this is a slap in the face to essential workers who showed up every day during the pandemic and are now being fired, including firefighter Jairo Souza. All we ask mayors is let us work, please. You know, let me still provide for my family. I love my job. I love my city. And I want to just keep doing what I'm doing. Souza was awarded a medal in 2020 for lowering a rope over the side of a building to rescue a child from a fire. Souza says even as someone who knows firsthand about sacrifice, for personal and religious reasons, he does not want to take the vaccine. It's easy to say yes to take the shot now, but I, I can't do the compromise. I'm sorry. When asked last week, Mayor Adams says he has no plans to rehire the workers who have been fired for refusing to get vaccinated. Then on Monday, when asked what is next for these workers, Mayor Adams bluntly said he's not taking any more questions about it. I answered every question on this topic. There is no more questions for Eric Adams to answer. You know it's good when they refer to themselves in the third person. Right. And and the, the brilliant logic behind this man was that entertainers and sports athletes could get exemptions, but not essential workers, not that firefighter who saved the child's life. Come on, guys. Does that make any sense to you? So here in England or UK, NHS staff are throwing their uniforms at police in protest of the mandates. This just throwing their uniforms. Disgust. These are the essential workers, right? The dancing nurses. All these people that were so critical during this pandemic fired because they weren't getting to see for themselves. Even though they survived and they helped many people. Okay. Now let's listen to Fauci. What does he have to say about this? And if you look at the data, they are just profoundly striking of the curves of death and hospitalization of unvaccinated versus vaccinated versus vaccinated and boosted. Lies. So there is a relatively smaller difference in There's vaccinated no difference. and unboosted versus vaccinated plus boosted. That doesn't mean you shouldn't get boosted, but the real danger is in the people who have not been vaccinated. Not true at all. That's There's no danger to the people who didn't get vaccinated. There's actually a very unknown danger to those who did 
because it's an experimental procedure. And if if it's such a trusted thing, remember this, trust the science, right? Why did Pfizer not want to release the data on the vaccine for 75 years? Why? If it's safe and effective, as we were told, they should be able to release it now. No, they wanted to hide the data for 75 years. Okay, let's listen to the uh, to some of the censorship that happened over this. Okay, um, the the Virality Project at Stanford, which was partnered with a, new, a number of government agencies on Twitter, where they talked explicitly about um, censoring stories of true vaccine side effects um, and other true stories that they felt uh, encouraged hesitancy. Now, the the censoring true, yes encouraged hesitancy right that was the thing anybody that might be hesitant about this if you were encouraging hesitancy that was misinformation according to the government so they use the word true three times uh in this email and what's what's notable about this is that it reflects the fundamental misunderstanding of this whole disinformation complex anti-disinformation complex they believe that ordinary people can't handle uh difficult truths and so they think that they need minders to separate out things that are controversial or difficult um, for them. And that's, again, that's totally contrary to what America is all about, I think. I'll just briefly add, this is very disturbing because what they're doing when they're putting these labels on there is they're actually also trying to discredit you. So it's not just, uh, it's a form of censorship, but it's also a, a disinformation campaign. Bingo. That's what the fact checkers are. It's a disinformation campaign. Let's listen to some more. Isn't it true that leading up to the 2020 election, Twitter had weekly meetings with not just the FBI, with DOJ, with DHS, with DNI, to conduct this unconstitutional censorship by surrogate? We know that because the Twitter files, correct? Correct. And it was not just meetings, not just censorship of stories like the Hunter Biden laptop story. We also now know that the FBI paid Twitter over $3.4 million of taxpayer funds to censor these stories before the 2020 election. Is that correct? That money was paid. Twitter confirmed that. And this, the Twitter files are just the tip of the iceberg because there's so much more. There was a corrupt revolving door at the highest levels between the FBI and Twitter. Look no further than Jim Baker, former general counsel at the FBI who helped unlawfully investigate Donald Trump in the 2016 election. Are you aware that according to polling of the people that were made aware of the Hunter Biden laptop story, 53% would have changed their vote, including 61% of Democrats. This is the definition of election meddling, and it's the definition of election meddling by the FBI on behalf of Democrats paid for by the U.S. taxpayers. It's collusion, it's corruption, and it's unconstitutional. Yep, absolutely. Absolutely unconstitutional. Now, let's listen to this Twitter executive get owned by Representative Nancy Mace of South Carolina in there. May hand. I ask of you, where did you go to medical school? I did not go to medical school. I'm sorry. I did not go to medical school. That's what I thought. Why do you think you or anyone else at Twitter had the medical expertise to censor a doctor's expert opinion? 
Our policies regarding COVID were designed to protect individuals. We were seeing you guys censored Harvard-educated doctors, Stanford-educated doctors, doctors that are educated in the best places in the world, and you silenced those voices. My next question is the U.S. government Oh, excuse me, I have another chart I want to show you, Ms. Gaddy. Um, I have another tweet by someone with a following of a full 18,000 followers. This person put a chart from the CDC on Twitter. It's the CDC's own data, so it's accurate by your standards. And you all labeled this as misleading. You're not a doctor, right, Ms. Gaddy? No, I'm not. Okay, what makes you think you or anyone else of Twitter have the medical expertise to censor actual accurate CDC data. I'm not familiar with these particular situations. Yeah, I'm sure you're not. But this is what Twitter did. They labeled this as inaccurate. It is the government's own data. It's ridiculous that we're even having to have this conversation today. It's not just about the laptop. This is about medical advice that expert doctors were trying to give Americans because social media companies like Twitter were silencing their voices. I have another question, my last one for you, Ms. Uh, Ms. Gaddy. Did the U.S. government ever contact you or anyone at Twitter to pressure Twitter to moderate or censor certain tweets? Yes or no? We have a program. Did the U.S. government ever contact you or anyone at Twitter to censor or moderate certain tweets, yes or no? We receive legal demands to remove content from the platform from the U.S. government and governments all around the world. Those are published on a third-party website and anyone can review Thank them. God for Matt Taibbi. Thank God for Elon Musk for allowing to show us in the world that Twitter was basically a subsidiary of the FBI, censoring real medical voices with real expertise that put real Americans' lives in danger because they didn't have that information. I also want to thank one of my colleagues, uh, Ro Khanna, because it, as it turns out, censorship isn't just an important issue to conservatives. Some of my colleagues on the other side of the aisle, like Ro, uh, found this censorship very concerning um, and even wrote to you and to folks at Twitter um, that uh, he was concerned about the First Amendment being censored. So I want to thank him for speaking up and speaking out about this issue um, because this is not, this should not be a, a partisan issue. This should be an issue that's an American issue. Mr. Chairman, I would like to enter into uh, the record. All right, that's enough from her. But yeah, you hear right there. Again, they were censoring doctors, right? Now, what I found interesting is that there was this leak from South Africa, the agreement between Pfizer and the South African government. And you look at here, the purchaser acknowledgement of the Pfizer injection. Purchaser further acknowledges that the long-term effects and efficacy of the vaccine are not currently known and that there may be adverse effects of the vaccine that are not currently known. Further, to the extent applicable, purchaser acknowledges that the product shall not be serialized so that they, they can't be held accountable. Okay. This is what they were hiding all along. They don't know the efficacy was, they knew it wasn't going to be good. They don't know what the adverse effects are. They don't know the long-term side effects because they didn't test. They don't want to release the data. 
Right. I mean, and and they got in trouble because they were jacking up the prices on South on Africa. Okay, so now let's get back to censorship, because this is the craziest shit ever, because the Biden officials likely violated the First Amendment on social media, according to the Fifth Circuit Court. A bombshell ruling by the Fifth Circuit Court finding the Biden White House and the FBI and the CDC violated the First Amendment rights of millions of Americans by bullying tech companies into censoring free speech during the pandemic. According to that ruling, the White House, quote, coerced the platforms by way of intimidating messages and threats of adverse consequences. So in other words, the Biden administration forced social media companies to remove our posts that were critical of the Biden administration or made the Biden White House look bad. This ruling could have a major impact on the 2024 election if Democrats lose control of the narrative. The White House says it's evaluating its options. <laughs> so the White House, wow, the that's crazy. And the FBI all violated our First Amendment with censorship. Now let's listen to our wonderful Carrie Jean, who is useless as tits on a bull, uh, play dumb, and then Jen Saki, her predecessor, admit to what was going on all along, and we all knew it. And I was wondering if anyone in the Biden administration was in touch with Baker, either regarding moderation decisions that critics call political censorship, or regarding uh, his transparency efforts recently. So it's up to private companies uh, to make these types of decisions. We were not involved. We are in regular touch uh, with these social media platforms, uh, and those uh, engagements typically happen through members of our senior staff. We're flagging problematic posts for Facebook uh, that spread disinformation. Which one is it, guys? They're flagging. She Saki said there they're flagging specific posts. That's how crazy it is. Listen to Dr. Jay Bhattacharya here talk about I'm, it. I'm amazed by uh, how America renews itself. I mean, it's 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 still <laughs> mind-boggling. Like, you imagine what they did. Essentially, the federal government decided that it knew better than. Uh, outside scientists, what the science about COVID was, and because it wanted to make sure that everyone got the vaccine, they 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 essentially forced social media companies uh, to censor posts. They told censor, the social media companies who to censor and what to censor, even true things like you know if you have COVID and recovered, that actually gives you pretty good immunity. If you posted that, you could get censored. You could trigger the this the the uh, the, the Biden administration censorship enterprise. They who who's promoting misinformation he said right there even if it works and it went against the narrative they were gonna they were gonna flag it but they want to create a ministry of truth and now you see why the re only reason they need a ministry of truth is because the narrative is getting shot down they don't want two sides to an argument it's fahrenheit 451 it's 1984 it's all of this dystopian nightmare shit all in one. Essentially use their vast power to violate the American First Amendment um, with, with, with impunity during the pandemic. And I'm thrilled by this by this uh, new ruling by the judge. It's it's basically it news the American commitment to free speech, which should never have been lost at, at any point during the pandemic, but unfortunately was. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. All right, let's listen to some more propaganda, right? The Biden administration was heavy pushers of it. 
The Judicial Watch FOIA lawsuit covered records from the Biden Department of Health and Human Services detailing a propaganda campaign for the COVID-19 vaccine. The plans include vaccine engagement packages to all media companies and show producers, late night hosts, and outreach to major culture event producers. HHS also planned to work with professional sports leagues, professional athletes, Hollywood stars, and social media influencers to encourage vaccination. Targets for the influence operations include quarterback Tom Brady and popular podcaster Joe Rogan. That didn't work too well, did it? These records show a disturbing and massive campaign by the Biden administration to propagandize and politicize the controversial COVID vaccine. The entire entertainment industry was engaged by the government. How crazy is that? Now, what's even crazier is is that the like we saw in the previous slide how the Fifth Circuit Court ruled against the Biden administration. They're appealing it. They're appealing to say no. We should be able to censor our people more. Listen to this. I'm not going to play the whole clip. This is like an eight minute clip here, but listen to this. This is insanity. Um, all right. So I want to start with a couple of things here. First of all, I want to start with this case I just mentioned to the to the folks here. Uh, U.S. District Judge Terry Doty in Monroe, Louisiana, issued an injunction on the 4th of July telling the federal government, no, you're not allowed to work with private companies to censor Americans because quite clearly that's a violation of the First Amendment of the United States Constitution. He handed down that ruling in response to a, a suit filed by the states of Louisiana and Missouri. Uh, the government came back and asked for um, a stay. He said no. So now they've appealed to the Fifth Circuit Court of Appeals. Uh, the government of the United States is appealing its ability to censor you and I. They don't want to take no for an answer. They want the ability to work with Facebook or Twitter or whomever to silence you, to silence me, and, and it is, to me, outrageous. What say you? Well, what say you? <laughs> How crazy is that? They're appealing. Because they want to be able to censor us harder. I mean, it's crazy. Okay, so now we're going to start looking at some of the aftermath of it. When we've had a chance to, to take a look at the different studies that have taken place. And, and things have settled down and we can start looking at the data. So let's, what do we have here? George Mason's study finds no evidence that vaccine mandates in major cities reduced COVID-19 cases. Another one, CDC study finds about 78% of people hospitalized for COVID were overweight or obese. Shocker, they weren't healthy to begin with. Lockdowns only reduced COVID deaths by 0.2%. Johns Hopkins study finds, so lockdowns were useless. Face masks made little to no difference in preventing the spread of COVID from a study in March, of, uh, February of 2023. So there you have it, folks. Let's see. Vaccine mandates didn't work. Lockdowns didn't work. Uh, hospitalizations were due to obesity and being overweight and unhealthy. And face masks did not work. Shocker. All of which we told you from the beginning. So let's look at this. Remember how they started out with vaccines being 
100 watch this this is hilarious because this this little clip right here goes from 100 percent effective right az 100 percent effective 100 percent 100 percent and we got down to let's go 99 percent effective 98 97 96 95 94 93 92 91 90 99 right these are all newspaper headlines or article headlines going down it's going down 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 to 73 percent 71 70 69 68 67 Stunning study reveals how ineffective Pfizer vaccine actually is. <laughs> Biden official, if that's not a wake-up call, I don't know what is. Now, the best part about this video, when I posted this video on Instagram, I got a missing context label on here. Now, check this. It says, missing context, fact check, a video of news headlines over time is not proof COVID-19 vaccines are ineffective or a scam. Contrary to viral Instagram videos, COVID-19 vaccines remain highly effective against severe disease from the health feedback. Now, is that misinformation or what? These are headlines from the news that are showing that it was completely ineffective. Okay, that didn't work. Now let's listen to Peter McCullough. Since 2021, the vaccines have ravaged the population in the world. Worldwide, two-thirds of people took a vaccine. United States COVID community state study shows 75% of Americans took a vaccine. Thankfully, 25% didn't. I was the only public health and public figure in the United States in writing to question the vaccines before they came out. And I did it as loudly as I could. The COVID-19 vaccines in the United States, 94% of Americans took a messenger RNA vaccine. It is the genetic code for the potentially lethal spike protein part of the virus. It was the worst idea ever to install the genetic code by injection and allow unbridled production of a potentially lethal protein in the human body for an uncontrolled duration of time. Everything we've learned about the vaccine since they've come out is horrifying. There's not a single study showing that the messenger RNA is broken down because it's pseudo-uridinated, it's made synthetically. It cannot be broken down. There's not a study showing it leaves the body. We now have papers by Castriuta who demonstrates the messenger RNA circulating for a month. That's as long as they've looked. Guys, and I'm not playing this to say ha ha, 
to the vaccinated. This is just one of those true realities of it all. We don't know. And you can't play dumb. All right. So let's listen to Dr. McCullough again. He's he's knocking it out of the park right here. We are seeing now a third false narrative. The first false narrative was that the virus is unassailable. We have to stay in lockdown and be fearful. The second false narrative is take a vaccine. It's safe and effective. The third false narrative now is it's not the vaccine causing these problems. It's COVID. It's COVID that. What, who, we heard that from Fauci before, right? In this video right next to it. Those of you watching, that's that's exactly what he said, right? Myocarditis and periocarditis are from the disease from COVID itself. And Dr. McCall is saying, no, that's a lie. That's a lie. We saw back in 2020 causing all these problems in 2023. Don't fall for the false narrative. The medical literature at this point in time is compelling. The Bradford Hill criteria for causality have been fulfilled. The vaccines are causing this enormous wave of of illness. There you have it. It's pretty straightforward from the doctor himself. All right, let's look at lockdowns. Did lockdowns do anything? We said before, no. And, and, and you have here Governor Newsom saying, we were not wrong about COVID lockdowns. You were. Bullshit, you scumbag tyrant. Let's listen here to the effectiveness of lockdown. Researchers at Johns Hopkins University just came out with a metadata analysis of whether or not COVID-19 lockdowns helped in preventing COVID-19 deaths. The study shows that they didn't at all. Government mandated lockdowns during the early part of COVID in 2020 reduced COVID mortality by, get this, point two percent businesses got shut down people lost their livelihoods schools closed and we stopped the covid mortality rate by 0.2 percent not even two percent 0.2 percent johns hopkins university not a right-leaning news outlet they're basically saying yeah lockdowns didn't actually do anything to prevent covid mortality rates in other words it was gonna do what it's gonna do look there's nothing we can really do about it now but in the future if this were to ever happen again, we should all know that lockdowns won't work when it comes to keeping people from dying of whatever disease it is. Lockdowns don't work. That's been proven over and over. Even Johns Hopkins shows it. Let's listen in. Here's my, one of my favorite lines from the Washington Post article. The pandemic took a heavy toll on adolescents who already struggled with depression, anxiety, and thoughts of suicide. It was not the pandemic. It was the lockdown. They do that all the time. Oh, look at what the pandemic did. Look at what the pandemic did. The pandemic caused great starvation in the third world. The pandemic put so many people out of business. The pandemic raised the national debt so terribly. The pandemic ruined kids' lives. No, the pandemic didn't do any of that. Lockdowns did. They're lying when they say the pandemic. They don't mean to lie. I don't think that they even think about it. Sweden didn't have any of this because they didn't have lockdowns. And by the way, you may recall, I was against it. The whole lockdown, there were fireside chats. Look back at them and see what I was saying to you. Lockdown's totally ineffective. So let's see, what else did they lie to us about? 
The lab leak? No, they couldn't have lied about the lab leak. Let's check this out. Y'all are gonna wanna sit down for this one. It's so unbelievable and out of character. The CIA tried to pay off some of their top analysts to bury the findings that COVID likely came from a lab leak. They were actually, according to this whistleblower, offered large sums of money to pretend that COVID came from zoonetics or animals. Now, why would the government be so interested in making sure that the public didn't know that it likely came from a lab? According to the whistleblower, at the end of its review, six of the seven members of the team believed that the intelligence and science were sufficient to make a low confidence assessment that COVID-19 originated from a laboratory in Wuhan, China. The seventh member of the team, who happened to be the most senior, believed that COVID originated through zoonosis. Okay, and then the whistleblower says the other six were given a significant monetary incentive to change their position. Remember this the next time you see a news headline that's meant to convince you of something by saying such and such intelligence agency says that X is a fact. Oftentimes it's not a fact. They're laundering what they want you to believe. They're telling you what they want you to know and what they want you to spread to other people as a fact when it's not a fact. But then again, who would have thought an agency like this with such a sterling reputation for never doing anything wrong could have possibly done something like this? They're usually just so trustworthy. I mean, this is so far out of character for them. Mm-hmm. Right? CIA would never do something like that, right? Uh, guys, this is so crazy. And and so it makes you wonder. Remember those 51 agents that signed off that Hunter's laptop was misinformation, Russian Russian disinformation? The same people, the same 51 agents that uh swore by Hillary's laptop right i mean it's it's all or Hillary's servers it's all the same shit guys now let's listen to the cdc lie remember the death toll oh they didn't lie about the death toll did they yeah they did i just want to be clear in terms of the definition of people dying of covid so the case definition is is very simplistic it means at the time of death um it was a COVID positive diagnosis. So that means that if you were in hospice and had already been given, you know, a few weeks to live, and then you also were found to have COVID, that would be counted as a COVID death. It means that if, um, technically, if even if you died of a clear alternate cause, but you had COVID at the same time, it's still listed as a COVID death. So um, everyone who's listed as a COVID death doesn't mean that that was the cause of the death, but they nope. had COVID at the time of death. I hope that's helpful. Does that make sense now? That's why the number was so high. And with all the asymptomatic, they could make anybody have COVID. And she said it right there. So th- even if you died of a motorcycle accident, and they tested you and you had COVID, you died of COVID. Let's listen from the CDC herself, the director, straight from the horse's mouth. Overwhelming number of deaths, over 75%, occurred in people who had at least four comorbidities. Four. So really, these are people who were unwell to begin with. <laughs> four. Four comorbidities. They were unwell to begin with. That's why we locked down that's why we did all this shit okay so let's listen okay so before we get into that let's look at the cdc's own data 
1 million mRNA COVID shots for teens will prevent. So if 1 million kids get the shot, it will prevent zero to one deaths, but it will cause 100,000 to 200,000 severe side effects from the CDC's own data. Zero to one deaths, 100 to 200,000 severe side effects. Guys, this is not good. Not good at all. And they want to rerun this? Get out of here. Excuse me. Here's another thing that I found quite interesting. The pandemic amnesty, right? After the fact, oh, you know, let bygones be bygones and move on. For just forget and you know, let's move ahead. Uh, the past is the past. Nah, not really. Let's listen. This the Atlantic is- just released an article by Emily Oster titled Let's Declare a Pandemic Amnesty. If you read between the lines, what this article is really titled is Please Don't Hold Me Accountable for All the Horrific Things I Didn't Said to You During the Pandemic. They want so badly for us to forget all the criminal things they did to us during the pandemic. So, in case you forgot, let me give you a quick recap. Remember when they unconstitutionally shut down our churches and arrested people who dared to worship? Remember when they shut down our schools and prolonged the reopening, leading to test scores dropping to the lowest levels in decades? Or how about these columnists mocking people's deaths and labeling them anti-vaxxers despite real concerns against getting the experimental mRNA vaccine? We know that many of the things Big Pharma and the government told us about COVID was a complete lie. We weren't in the dark, as The Atlantic claims. We were intentionally lied to by the government so they could enforce lockdowns, strip us of our constitutional rights, and push the vaccine passport. There are countless examples of inhumane and illegal things they did to us during the pandemic, and they just want us to sweep it under the rug and forget. Now is not the time for forgiveness. It's time for accountability. Bingo. Not for forgiveness, for accountability, right? I'll I'll move on eventually. But somebody's got to pay for this. Somebody's got to be held accountable. And now look at what this did. Okay. Inflation. 2019 was just under 3%. When this kicks off, okay, say by the 2021, we're at ah, two and a half, a little over two and a half percent. By 2022, we hit 9% inflation. And even now, we're at five, five and a half percent. Look at the 30-year fixed mortgage from 2021. What did it do? It went from 2021, it was under 3% to now it's over six. At one time, it was over seven. What does that do? It makes it so people cannot buy a home. You can't get a mortgage. Look at the auto loan rate. Oh, gee, In February of 2022, it went from about 4.5% to February of 2023 at 7%. It nearly doubled. Why? Why? Oh, supply issues. No, it's the greatest transfer of wealth in human history. Let's listen to Charlie Kirk talk about why did the lockdowns keep going? Why did the lockdowns continue? Well, think to yourself, who got richer during the lockdowns? Bingo. You ordered a lot of packages from Amazon, didn't you? No, you didn't. Good for you, because you're an American patriot. That's why. (laughs) 
No, but think about it. How many of you know at least two small businesses that will never reopen because of the lockdowns? Almost every hand goes up. Amazon is booming. Right? Walmart, Target, all these essential businesses thrived while the little ones are gone. Transfer of wealth, guys. Let's listen to this about inflation. This one compared to grocery purchases from 2020 to today, and it's actually insane how much inflation we're seeing in just three years. A pound of sliced turkey in 2020 was $3.14. Today, it's $6.72. That's a 114% increase. A pound of ground beef in 2020 was $3.46. Today, it's $5.47, which is a 58% increase. Walmart branded waffles used to be $2.93, and now they're $4.14. Hellman's mayonnaise used to be $3.77. It's now being sold for $5.48. <laughs> I think it's a meme that Americans put mayonnaise on everything. I like it on sandwiches, but anyway, 16 ounces of raw honey used to be $6.88. Any guesses on what it's being sold for right now? Well, she checked on the Walmart app, and today it's being sold for $10.97. Three pounds of Walmart bacon used to be $11.98, and now they're charging $16.48. It's like everything is consistently up 40, 60, even 100%. This gluten-free stir-fry cost her $2.73 cents in 2020 and now it's four dollars and 18 cents in 2023 these walmart brand cereal bars were five dollars and 58 cents and today they're selling for seven dollars and 44 cents and just looking at this woman's purchases she's not buying brand name organic grass-fed groceries or anything like that these are walmart brand prices and even with all that her grocery bill is still up over 50 percent in just three years the struggle is real i i, I will attest to that i mean my grocery bill i i just basically feed myself my son my grocery bill even in the last six months i've noticed has gone up about 20 to 30 percent and i'm not buying a whole lot different i'm not and like he said i'm not going for all of the high-end stuff some of this is just the the regular store brand shit and what happens right here Here's the answer. The pandemic creates a new billionaire every 30 hours while a million people could fall into extreme poverty at the same rate in 2022. And that's what happened, right? The pandemic era has created 40 new pharma billionaires. <clears throat> Pharmaceutical corporations like Moderna and Pfizer are making a $1,000 profit every second just from their control over the COVID-19 vaccine. So, guys, this is what it's about. It's about the wealth. Now, why did I feel like I needed to do the part two? Well, obviously, by the vast amount of information, stuff that eclipse that I had, I wanted to share those. But the real reason is they're trying to make this thing come back. They don't want it to go away. Now, I don't think they're going to be as effective this time. I think they're going to need to find a new spin. But they're still censoring. Okay, they're censoring natural health remedies on YouTube. This doctor, Dr. Eric Berg, is censored heavily on YouTube now just for putting out natural health. What I told you before about the CDC saying it prevented zero to one deaths per one million doses of the vaccine. Well, I got a fact check on that. Social media posts misrepresent CDC data on effectiveness of COVID-19 vaccine in teens. How do we misrepresent the data when it's from the CDC website? What are we misrepresenting here? That it's totally ineffective and you don't want to admit it? Like, this is the misinformation shit that's bothering me. 
because we take stuff from the CDC government, their, their website, we post it and it's misleading. It's misleading because again, it's going to possibly create hesitancy because people are going to see that it's not the lies that they have put out there. Okay. What have we come across since then? Oh, we get the surveillance state that, that you've all Harari talked about. And this is an example in Westport, Connecticut. Check this out. In the small town of Westport, Connecticut, a drone is scanning for COVID-19 symptoms. And the reaction here is, well, mixed. Now, beyond scary and abusive powers, absolutely right. Scary as fuck. They're using drones to, to check on your temperature. Police have been flying drones here since 2016 for everything from traffic management to search and rescue. And they can use them to spot and warn people who are gathered too closely. But now, dragonfly. Hold on. They can spot and warn people who are too close. Big brother to the max. Company that makes the drones claims they can also detect whether you're running a fever, sneezing, or coughing heavily. All through a single camera flying 40 feet overhead. Subtle differences are on like a millimeter type of basis. So if somebody's coughing, you know, like this or like this, it's actually quite, quite a different type of uh, cough actually that they're detecting. In a pandemic, we'll see the elevated temperatures. We'll, we'll see the increase in blood pressure. We'll see the flushed skin. So to have the technology available for future incidents, whether it be COVID-related or something else that comes our way, I think we need to prepare for that. This is the first time Americans have been scanned for symptoms in this way, and there are skeptics. I don't know that this technology could distinguish between somebody with COVID-19 and somebody with influenza. I'm inclined to doubt it. Not to mention that many infected people never exhibit obvious symptoms. And even if it does work, are we... I mean, it, that's just, that's Orwellian to the max. That we can detect coughs, sneezes, and temperature. Now, now can it differentiate between someone who's running or exercising and sweating versus someone who's walking around? Like, I, I just... It's just so disgusting that people would even consider this and allow this to be acceptable. Let's go back to Jimmy Dore because I need a little levity here. Let's. This is what he thinks. It's considered a conspiracy theory. It says, beep, 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 your vaccination record has been verified. What? Watch this video. Watch this, ladies and gentlemen. Imagine showing your COVID-19 passport with just a flash of your arm. The sweetest company says it has a chip that can hold information about your vaccine stat vaccination status. It's so small you can embed it in your arm. Um, what did Harari say? You can put it in your skin. There you go. Look, we've come full circle. This chip uses pre-existing technology that the firm is already developing. Gets creepier. Got to get really creepy in a second. Watch this. Stockholm-based Epicenter has been working on human-compatible tech for years. are a very versatile technology that can be used for many different things. <laughs> and uh, right now, it's very convenient to have a COVID passport always accessible on your implant. The chip uses field communication, NFC. It can send data to any NEC-compatible device, such as a smartphone. The technology is not new, but use in humans has grown popular in the last decade. The first person to have microchip implanted was Kevin Warwick in 1998. 
Epicenter claims the procedure is completely reversible. The chips are not yet for sale. But the firm made headlines this year when the staff had pass keys implanted in their hands. It's also known for throwing parties when employee gets chipped. So, uh, it's here. It's it's happening. I just want to show the real, re- the quick react. Is this still a conspiracy theory when the mainstream media are telling you this? And how about this? Everyone, including me to an extent, who shit on conspiracy theorists have to eat their words. And then here's a guy. I have a lot. I have a long last concluded that Alex Jones is more reliable than 97% of the news media outlets. That's very funny. Let's bring in Max. Max, what's your reaction to this? I, I love how they have a chief disruption officer. Like that's a that's a title. It's like a cartoon of a. I mean, is that dystopian or what? A chip under your skin. Now it's gotten to the point now where we have to have guys like uh, J.D. Vance, the senator from Ohio, out there pushing the Freedom to Breathe Act. Listen to this shit. Mandatory masking was a failure. It had costs for very little benefits, and we shouldn't repeat it. I ask unanimous consent that the Senate proceed to the immediate consideration of S-2738, the Freedom to Breathe Act, which is at desk. Is there objection? Uh, Reserving the right to object. Senator from Massachusetts. This bill would undermine the ability of states, of cities, and towns across this country to make decisions about what's best for their communities. It would silence and hamstring public health experts who have guided our nation out of the darkest days of a pandemic. (laughs) You hear that shit? It would hamstring our ability to control the puppets. We just got out of the darkest days of a pandemic. I mean, come on. They will not agree. That was a a Democrat, too, by the way, blocking it. From Senate, from my great state of Massachusetts, Ed Markey, who said, nah, we can't make it so that we will, we can't promise we'll never mandate masks again. I mean, let's, okay, let's listen to JD explain it on Fox and Friends. These guys use mask mandates and vaccine mandates to effectively talk about half the country as second-class citizens. They use these mandates to turn one half the country against the other half of the country. That's what all tyrants do. Uh, Step back just a week ago, Donald Trump issued a video, a very sensible video, saying no more mandates. We're not going back to the COVID tyranny of a couple of years ago. Democrats howled in protest and said nobody's trying to bring back mask mandates. And yet this week we see, see multiple instances confirming Trump's thesis that you have multiple entities within our government, within the public health bureaucracy. There are local public schools in the D.C. area now reimposing mask mandates. This is coming back unless we stop it from happening. That's why I introduced this legislation, and I'm going to force the Democrats to vote on it. If they say the mask mandates are not coming back, then come to the Senate floor, vote with us, and say no more mask mandates. Let's make it bipartisan. Let's make it bipartisan. Let's actually hear you say it. You know? Why are why is this coming back? Well, there's a new vaccine. Amazing. And what ha- what happened here? The Biden administration announces a $600 million to produce COVID tests and will reopen the website to order them. There we go. There's the testing. Now, 
Only one in four Americans wants the new COVID-19 vaccine, the study says. 33% of adults definitely do not plan to get the vaccine jabs, while an additional 19% are leaning towards not getting vaccinated at all. When it comes to the updated COVID-19 vaccines, about one in four American adults say they definitely plan to get a shot, according to a new survey. Um, Roughly another quarter of adults say they will probably get it. On the other side of the coin, 33% say they definitely do not plan to get it, and the other 19 probably won't. All right, so let's look in for Whoopi again. This is, she's, and this this was a couple, uh, well, this was in September, and she's. Look at uh, uh, Whoopi Goldturns. When she come on the screen, you're going to see exactly what I'm talking about. Roll the clip. She is still under the thing, the COVID, <laughs> the COVID. This is her third time getting COVID, fully boosted, right? Now, mind you, watch. She's going to be by herself in a room with a fucking mask on. COVID weather. Yes, she's, this is her third bout, I believe, with it. But, you know, people write, well, if she got the vaccination, how come she still gets it? Because it don't work. Because it don't work. Because it don't work. It don't work. I just have COVID. <laughs> Look at this. I just one. have COVID. I'm still testing positive, oh. apparently. Uh, I have to have a clear test before I can come back. So it might be uh, a couple of days. But, you know, I'm really thrilled to see the beautiful new desk. I'm really thrilled to see all the beautiful women. You girls look great. And uh, Why you ain't got your mask on? You know, I can't wait to get back and hang out. Did you forget? You forget then, you had to have a mask on? It's me and my mask. And I'm sort of confined to my room. I've never been sent to my room like this. Hold on, I'm finna scream. She's confined to her room, right? That's what she said. I'm confined to my room. So that means you're the only person in there. Why you got a mask on? It's unbelievable, guys. This is how stupid and brainwashed these fuckers are, but they'll do anything to push their agenda. So why do I think it's it's going to make a comeback? Well... Look at in the news, L.A. Knight, a wrestler taken off TV due to COVID positive COVID test. Uh, September 6th, Jill Biden tests positive for COVID-19. President Biden's still negative. September 21st, Jimmy Kimmel cancels live taping a podcast after testing positive for COVID-19. Uh, September 21st, state officials monitoring COVID-19 cluster at Holyoke Veterans Home as 10 residents test positive. September 20th, Sherry Shepard tests positive for COVID days into talk show's new season. I am absolutely heartbroken. And then Washington Governor Jay Inslee tests positive for COVID for a third time. Um, <clears throat> he's experiencing experiencing very mild symptoms, including a mild cough. Officials said Inslee was exposed to someone who tested positive for COVID before the governor got an updated booster injection Wednesday evening. (laughs) So he's still getting boosters and he's still getting COVID. It should just show you what you need to see. All right. But these devils are still going to push it. And that's why, because there's a new vaccine that came out in September. So let's listen to Satan herself. Governor Kathy Hochul of New York. News is coming at a perfect time. My team and I just got off a call with the FDA confirming that the COVID vaccine is on its way to New York. Some doses shipped last night. We expect 
many more later this week. The updated vaccine guards against the newer COVID strains because it was built off the Omicron XXB. It guards against the current strains because it was built off the old strains. Does that make sense to you? Right? That's how effective it is? Not even for the right virus? Come on. 1.5 variant. That's what we're calling it now. It matches the new variants that are now dominant. So where's her vaxxed necklace? I don't see that anymore. It's really a customized vaccine. It's offered by Pfizer and Moderna. In this case, they literally recommended that everyone six months and older should get a shot. You only need. And remember last time when we talked about kids, they have about a, ze- a little over 0% chance of getting seriously ill from COVID and more, more, any mortality. One, no more double doses. And again, they'll be starting here in New York on Friday. Doctors, office, pharmacies, healthcare providers. You can make an appointment online that's still available. It just takes a couple of minutes. And what I want to talk about is what's different about this vaccine and why should people get it? A couple of points. First of all, it is literally a new vaccine. It is not a booster. No, it's not new. It's not new. It's, it's the same line. It's just not called a booster. booster shop. It is not an enhancer. It is a new vaccine designed to attack the new variants. A booster is a vaccine you get the same one over and, and over and over. And, and just so you know, anyone that knows anything about viruses, variants are weaker than, than its predecessor. So put that into mind also as you think about these variants. These variants cannot be stronger than its predecessor. It's not possible in virology. So these things are getting weaker and weaker. And this medication they're coming up with is still in effect. Or just to build up your resiliency. This is a new vaccine built specifically to match these circulating strains. So it doesn't matter if you've already been vaccinated. Take no comfort in that. Thank you. (laughs) Take no comfort in that because it doesn't mean anything. You did it all for nothing. You need a new one. Get it now. Let's listen to uh, Senator John Kennedy here. CDC is reporting that over the last week, hospitalizations resulting from confirmed COVID cases have ticked up 15%. We are seeing some schools now, public elementary schools, institute mask mandates. Mm -hmm. How concerning... Uh, are the COVID cases and then the renewed mask mandates to you? Well, COVID, um, nobody has said COVID is over. Uh, It's no longer a worldwide pandemic. It's more of an endemic uh, disease. But but look, I hate to say this, Jillian, but uh, the CDC and the leadership at that time did more to undermine uh, the institution of public health in America than anything I can think of in the last hundred years. I, I mean, they just, nobody believes what the CDC says anymore, and that's really a shame. Uh, when, 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 it, when Dr. Fauci said there's no way that the virus could have come out of, of Wuhan uh, lab, and it was discovered that he had actually funded gain-of-control research there and tried to cover it up, that just destroyed their credibility and nobody believes them anymore and those who do believe them sort of go well you know i guess they're right they're just not convinced my feeling about the mask is that if you want to wear a mask wear it if you don't want to wear a mask don't wear it uh but if 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 
pretty simple and straightforward. Now, they warn us about new round of lockdowns, too, to go with this, which would work because we have an election coming up next year, guys, and they got to find a way to get in mail-in ballots. Groundwork is being laid for lockdowns 2.0. Some might even say lockdowns 3.0. But there is now a renewed push for mask mandates, vaccine mandates. And I think if we shine enough light on this story, we can hopefully keep it from happening. We might be too late, though, because in many places, it's already starting to happen. Many schools are already rolling out mask mandates, hospital services, like in New York. Watch. COVID cases are on the rise across the nation and in our area, which means something many of us thought we'd seen the last of is back. Businesses, hospitals, even colleges, including one in our area, reinstating mask mandates. So will there be more to come as we head into the fall? And are people ready to be forced to mask up again? No, no, no. We refuse to mask up again. Everyone must refuse. Like Senator Kennedy said there, if you want to wear it, feel free. If you want to lock down, feel free. Otherwise, fuck off. I'm not doing it again. And this is what I saw. Mandatory COVID vaccine uh, for healthcare workers. Where? Oh, Boston Children's Hospital. It says the advisory, uh, never mind, on September 12th, 2023, advising that individuals aged six months and older should receive a revised COVID-19 vaccine. In a recent leadership announcement at Boston Children's Hospital, for the listed employees in the screenshot below, be required to receive one dose of the 23-24 COVID-19 vaccine by November 17th, regardless of role, unless they are fully remote or have an approved medical or religious exemption. No declination forms allowed for either flu or COVID-19 shots. It's It's unbelievable. They're still trying to push it. And then what I see here in the news, Novavax stock jumps after the FDA approves the updated COVID-19 vaccine. No shit. That's what it's all about. These companies. Now, are there some wins out of this? Yes, because just recently, this CDC has stopped printing vaccination cards. So hopefully that's one thing that is done and we can get rid of this whole concept of vaccine passports. Now, this is a little bit of poetic justice here. No, uh, Novak Djokovic, who is a famous tennis player who famously refused to take the shot and has had to sit out of multiple tournaments because of it, won the U.S. Open this year. And in a twist of irony, watch this. Well, we'll take you to the modernest shot of the day, and it was saving the match point. point. Oh, the match, match point to get to number 24. There were a lot of shots that were highly impactful. But here's the final one. But it is him. So the shot of the day brought to you by Moderna. Brought to you by Moderna. What a kick in the balls to them. They had to celebrate an unvaccinated swine like Novak Djokovic. Oh, what a what a menace to society he is. Here's another one. The church, a church, was fined $200,000 for defying COVID mandates and got it reversed. Well, they dropped the charges because, as many of you guys know, the Supreme Court has been very clear over the last year that 
um, these these orders violated the First Amendment. Um, this is a religious freedom case, and they violated the First Amendment because they discriminate against religion. The county, as long as well as the state of California, um, allowed a lot of essential businesses or, or business businesses that they deemed essentials to stay open, but not this church. And that's why the appeals court ultimately overturned the fines, is because they had to follow the Supreme Court. Now, Pastor, the legal battles are not over yet. The county is still trying to enforce a $2.8 million fine. What do you expect? Well, if it's jail time, I'm, I'm ready for whatever. Honestly, I, I, I don't, I'm not a, wanting to fight the county. I think that they just don't understand the Constitution. And, you know, the Bible says to render to Caesar the things that are Caesar's. And in America, we should render to the Constitution the things of the Constitution. So those that are in leadership, those that are in, you know, an office, they should respect the Constitution just like we are. You know, I haven't changed anything I've been doing for 20 years. And we love the county and those lawyers. How about that? Finding a church $2.8 million for holding services. It's, it's amazing. It's amazing, guys. So, I don't know. That's let's let's move on from that because it's just it's so crazy. And let's wrap up here with this last couple videos. Here we go. Fool me once, shame on you. Fool me twice, shame on me. You're armed with enough data that you have reason to be bold and confident. Don't be bullied by authoritarians wielding your own compassion against you. It is not a nice thing to do. Peace if possible, but the truth at all costs. Live not by lies and stand up against this stuff. Uh, absolutely. We have to stop being nice. Nice got us into this position. We have to stand up for our rights. Stand up for ourselves. Nobody's coming to save you. Stand strong in your convictions. Do not bow to the group. It's very simple. And this guy, this guy hits it on the head right here. Let's listen to this. You, the unvaccinated. Even if I were pollinated and fully vaccinated, I would admire the unvaccinated for withstanding the greatest pressure I've ever seen. From partners, parents, children, friends, colleagues, and even doctors. People who are capable of such personality, courage, and critical ability are undoubtedly the best part of humanity. They are everywhere, in all ages, levels of education, states, and ideas. They are of a special kind. They are the soldiers that every army of light wants to have in its ranks. They are the parent that every child wants to have and the children that every parent dreams of having. They are beings above the average of their societies. They are the essence of the people who have well, built all cultures and conquered horizons. They are there, next to you. They look normal, but they are superheroes. They did what others could not. They were the tree that withstood the hurricane of insults, discrimination, and social exclusion. And they did it because they thought they were alone. And they believed that, well, they were the only ones. Banned from their families' tables at Christmas, they never saw anything so cruel. They lost their jobs, let their careers sink, had no more money, but they didn't care. They suffered immeasurable discrimination, denunciation, betrayal, and humiliation, but they kept on going. Ever before in humanity has there been such a casting. Now we all know who are the best on the planet Earth. 
men, women, young, old, rich, poor of all races or religions, the unvaccinated, the chosen of the invisible ark, the only ones who managed to resist when everything collapsed. That's you. You passed an unimaginable test that many of the toughest marines, commandos, green berets, astronauts, and even geniuses could not withstand. You are made of the stuff of the greatest who ever lived. Those heroes born among ordinary men who glow in the dark. Remember, you're the voice. And it's time to make it count. You are the voice. That's why I started this show. It's just to let people know that they're not alone. That it's okay to question. That you're not crazy. <laughs> Although you, they may want you to feel that way. All right? And, and we just have to be strong in our convictions. Go with your heart. Go with what feels right in your soul and not what just what the crowd is doing. It's okay to be different. And that's what I've learned. And this is a great little video here from the same guy who did the uh, opening one <clears throat> on uh, it's not us against them. And this is about the three different types of people today. Give this a listen, and we'll get out of here right after this. I promise. Right now, we have three groups of people when it comes to the mandates. First, you have the people that will never comply. They understand it's a power grab. Then you have the people that will accept anything. They love the tyranny. They wear the mask outside, alone. They're up to date on their booster shots. They're brainwashed. But there is another group. In my opinion, the most important moving forward. That group knows that something's wrong, but they will still comply to maintain their status, their job, their lifestyle. I call it convenient tyranny. That's the group we need to inspire because we need them to win this battle. So when you see them, you ask them this. Do you want to be a slave or do you want to be free? Because if you want to be free, get out of your comfort zone and stand up because they're trying to bring it back right now. And the only way they can fail is if we stand together and say no to their nonsense. You know what? I'm not leaving. I'm not fucking leaving! This is my home! They're gonna need to send in the National Guard! Yeah, right? It's, it's that third group that we're gonna need to come together with us. Because there is a small portion that's gonna do it no matter what. Right? I mean, they're just gonna go along with the message. They're going to be good, good marcher ants. And there's going to be those who are going to say no, no matter what also. But then there's those who are, have gone along with it just to be comfortable. And those are the people that are going to have to speak up in this next go round. Otherwise, things are just going to keep declining. And I, I'm starting to see it more and more. More conversations that I have in, in with regular everyday people. Um the conversations that I have with coworkers that are all pretty much vaccinated that are now starting to see the little chinks in the armor, starting to see some of the things that I was warning them about over the last three years. Telling them that, hey, maybe you might want to look at this also. Maybe there's a reason why it's overwhelmingly pushed on one way and not the other. Okay. And that's what we have to realize. And uh, so I, I don't want. I, I can't believe we've been going for three hours now. This is this is amazing. But uh, that's it for our never forget two part series here on the insanity, the tyranny, 
the just the medical misrepresentation from the COVID era. It was one lie after another. So guys, if you want to support the show, like I said, please share it, like it, leave a review. Um, you can leave a response on Spotify to the show. You can leave comments in there. I try and check all those at least once or twice a week. Um, and join the Patreon, patreon.com slash the great deception podcast. We will have our next patron zoom call on October 20th. That's a Friday. And, uh, I hope to see more of you there. All right. With that said, that's going to be it for tonight. Everyone stay strong and question everything.